have. I got a story for you. Of course, an old Canadian soul who's into capturing the spirit of her clients through black and white photos would connect with and relate to lyrics from the West Coast streets of California like... Even the genius asks questions, be grateful for blessings. Don't ever change, keep the essence of power is in the people and politics we address. And... It's the remedy to separation. Tupac of my generation. Blue pill in the fucking matrix. Red rose in the great pavement. Remember, dear listeners, there are a lot of Fritos out there. But first, a word from today's sponsor, Andre Psyche. Yes, 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 dear loyal listeners. It is a shame. AndrePsyche.com is gone. But Andre Psyche, the man, he is on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Andre has adopted a minimalistic lifestyle for materialistic things like mattresses, pillows, websites, cars, his hair. However, his creative libido is fully stimulated and viewable on most social media platforms. You see, Andre is a freelance creator extraordinaire, someone who makes music, poetry, art, clothing, and lives to make others just like you feel good. Search him up, Andre Psyche, the next time you are looking to friend or follow someone outside of your social circle. We're also brought to you by Straps. Don't be a Gen Zer and think the origin of hands-free was Bluetooth. It was the strap that allowed our appendages ample range of free, unencumbered motion. Our opposable thumbs make gripping and grabbing just about anything easy. But carrying? Now that's made even easier thanks to straps, purses, book bags, cameras, all portable and able to be conveniently transported because of the fabulous forgotten fabric arcing around and attached to the ends, which allow our radials to roam. Straps. When you're not putting one on, a bag, of course, you're doing it wrong. We here at the Getting to Know You Pod need your help. I am sure you have noticed as we tried to blend in those two wonderful lyricists, R.I.P., that our sound equipment is shit, and we are hoping that you can help us change that. Support the Getting to Know You pod by going to our Patreon and subscribing for as little as $2 a month, because your support is the only way to better the quality of this podcast. Thank you. It's much appreciated. Two bucks a little too much. Well, here are three free ways to help. Push the subscribe or follow button on whatever app you're listening to the Getting to Know You pod on. Friend or follow the Getting to Know You pod on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And go to Apple and write a review about the podcast. Finally, we are looking for sponsors and advertisers. So if you or someone you know has a business or brand and would like to expand your market reach, please consider partnering with us. We get to know people from all around the world. The Getting to Know You pod is downloaded and listened to daily. No, seriously. We're at like 60 straight days of being listened to coast to coast in the U.S. and in countries like Canada, the U.K., Australia. So again, if you or someone you know are looking to get more traffic to your site, more followers on your social, more purchases of your product, more clicks on your whatever, just message us. And now, getting to know you. Hello. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting to like you. Getting to hope you love you. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about 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 you. Getting to know all
because I'm good enough. Getting to know you, putting it my way, but nicely. I'm smart enough. You are precisely. And doggone it. <laughs> On today's show, we are getting to know Melitza, who I just spent five minutes trying to perfect her name. Melitza, thank you so much for hanging out outdoors in apparently lockdown Ontario and uh, letting everybody get to know you, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Well, thank you for having me on. I, you know, I appreciate your time and uh, I'm cheering you through the screen as we speak. <laughs> so <laughs> to a wonderful chat. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited because I, you're almost one of the longest followers of the pods Instagram, which is kind of neat. Right. And I think every time I get a follower, I try to hit them with a message like, hey, thank you for the follow. If you have any mm -hmm. interest and you want to come on, please let me know if you want to come on. And then like you kind of have this weird distant relationship with people through social media that you don't really know, but you get to see what they're about. And one thing I loved about well, a couple things I loved about you, uh, the photography is fucking outstanding. Like like it's soulful. It's artistic. I can't show my 11 year old daughter daughter because I'm not sure if it qualifies as porn, all of it, but I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. No, but... it's not too ex extreme. Believe me, you should see the private files. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I try to keep it. Uh, I try to keep my photos uh, humbling to the eye. Yeah, well, it's, art, it's artsy, right? It's definitely not like it's not a pornographic. I was just being stupid, but it's it's <laughs> it's artsy for sure, and it's it's like bold. It's black and white, so it pops right away because right. everything's colored, everything's filtered. You get a great eye, like the um, I don't the emotion. Oh, fuck, man, I wish I had the right words to describe it because black and white, you think like old, and you don't think digital. You don't think clear. You don't think like expressive. Colors express. But the way you capture people's faces, to me, is colorful in a non-colorful way. I guess that's how I would say it. It, it, it. It's just cool. It's cool to like scroll through and see when you take some badass pictures with some cool angles, some cool backgrounds. I'm like, dude, that just, I don't know. It inspires, it like makes me want to be creative following you, I guess is the long-winded way to say it. Oh, wow. That's, that, that's amazing to hear. And as you should, you know, you as you absolutely should. If you see yourself being more creative, don't, you know, be daring enough to dive into the depth of that. You know, don't be afraid. Yeah. Being creative is all about being fearless. I think, you know, you have to be completely um, fearless in the moment and, you know, trust, trust your instincts in the moment of, of what you want to create and just, and just do it, just go for it really. But I, but yeah, um, my photography, thank you for saying that it seems colorful in like a non-colorful way, obviously, because it's black and white. Um, for me, what I like to, um, get out of when I get a shot done that, that I'm fully happy with is what means more to me, um, is to get, um, a raw experience out of my portfolio. Right. I want people to go through my portfolio and be left feeling completely raw because for, um, for me, my photography is definitely a very personal thing for me. And, uh, I know in moments where I, where I, where, um, I feel that I'm, uh, experiencing a very raw moment is where the moments where I find myself, um, 
evolving in some sort of personal way. So when people view my work, you know, I'm happy that if it, I'm, I'm happy that it, it speaks to them in some sort of way and, and um, grasps a certain emotion in them. So what's so and thank you. So, no, you're, dude, you're welcome. Thank you for making shit. And I, I really, I've come to admire people who put them, put their creativity out there. Cause it's so easy to have it. It's squashed, right? Have people be like, ah, eh, have it ignored or you're putting it out there. And then worst, maybe it is ignored or you feel like it's not getting noticed. And then you can keep grinding at it and keep just trying to get better at your vision, expressing whatever your vision is, music, art, words, writing, like whatever, right? Sports. And that that's what I can admire is like, I, I don't know if I've seen the same photograph from you. And I don't know if I've seen them all, but I, I don't feel like I've seen replicates, which to me would be hard as hell in black and white. Because <laughs> for me, like someone who doesn't really, knows nothing about pictures and has a $40 smartphone, like it seems like <laughs> black and white is super limiting with options, but yet you do make it just, it varies, man. It's different. Yeah. Sorry. Give me one moment. I'm so sorry. It's right. <laughs> I have a lovely dog chasing me at the moment. Sorry. Trying to get a sip of that Prosecco. <laughs> Obviously, of course. <laughs> sorry. Uh, if you don't mind repeating the last thing that you said. It was not. I was just blowing smoke. How about you? Trying to fill you okay, up. Okay, perfect. Give, give, give me a ton of pride. I just, I like how the fact that it, for me, it would be challenging to be non-repetitive with black and white, like figuring out the angles, figuring out the shadows, figuring out the backgrounds. It, um, it just seems for some reason more challenging. Maybe I'm overthinking it more challenging in black and white than in color. I know. And you know, I, I've had other photographers, um, in the city hit me up and they, and uh, they've given me their feedback on my work and I've gotten great feedback from, you know, other photographers in the city that have much more experience than me and they love my work. And, they, and even they seem to be like, question, you know, questioning, like, why do you only do black and white? Or they just ask me in general, like, do you only shoot in black and white? And they seem taken aback when I say, absolutely, like, that's all I do. I don't shoot in color. And, um, it makes them, you know, I've gotten, you know, they're curious in some way and like, why? But for me, I just, um, that's just what I specialize in. That's where uh, my passion lies for my photography. Um, I've done colored shoots before and uh, I just, when I'm shooting in color, I just don't have the same magic in the moment and shoot. Like um, when I'm shooting a client in black and white, like I just, Personally, personally, that's where all my um, creative uh, creativity lies, and uh, it is a challenge. But that's my challenge that I enjoy. And uh, I was saying to, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I realized that I don't even know if I really fully consider myself a photographer. Because what I realized is when I do a photo shoot. I create everything. I create everything from, from my client, uh, from head to toe. I create the setting. I create the poses. I'm a full-on director. I'm creating everything oh. from scratch, inside and out. So a photographer, think about it. A photographer, 
they will shoot whatever that they'll get hired for a wedding. They'll get hired for some maternity shoot. They'll get hired for an event and they shoot. That's a photographer to me. They're not creating, um, the people they're not dressing the people they're not they're not staging uh, choosing yeah they're not choosing the setting they're not choosing the ambient the ambience of the of the whole thing so to me like that's a photographer but i realize that i'm a artist that uh does their art through the use of a camera because i i i enjoy um creating the whole image so when you see my my photographs everything about the whole photograph from um, every corner is by me. So I really enjoy, I really enjoy the whole creative, that creative process. And, um, I really, yeah. So a photographer will shoot someone and turn them into a model, right? Okay. Get hired by a photographer, you know, you want a photographer to shoot. Let's say you, you're desiring to, um, be a model you hire a photographer that photographer helps you get known as a model or helps you become that model that you are desiring to be so when people want to work with me I don't really I'm not I go more deeper into that where it's like I'm not gonna if you work with me a male model or female whatever model client I'm not gonna turn you into a model when you work with me and you receive my 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 images I'm gonna uh turn you into a art so you like you're not like more than a model in my opinion like you get the experience of what it feels like to be to be brought out in that light of you as art I don't want to shoot someone and then they feel like a model afterwards I want to shoot someone and they feel like art afterwards what's the difference to you between being art and being a model right good question that's what I do. That, that's Just. a good question. What's the difference? <laughs> I would say the difference would be that they leave with the experience with me going, feeling so in depth with themselves and humbled. Um, and leave them with, um, a photograph and a memory, uh, to remember. And where I feel like if you are being shot with a photographer and you just kind of leave feeling like a model or whatever, that that was just like a, that was like a, that was like an experience with not that much depth into it. Like I didn't. Paycheck. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. Like, I, I immediately thought like emotion versus payment. Models, right. models I don't, are. I don't want people to work with me and they feel like a model afterwards. I want like I just I want people to work with me and they feel like like art. You know, I want them to leave the room and never forget that they are a masterpiece on their own. They're mm -hmm. not, you know, you're and that they're not that model, but they're more than that. Right. I try, I try to get people to get to know themselves deeper while, while, um, having me as their photographer. That almost sounds like no insulting or anything, but it sounds so like woo woo. So spiritual of an experience. 
That's interesting. Like I, I, I not, I had not thought of pictures <laughs> and getting some portraits or posing as like this emotional, internal deep dive of an experience. Well, to me, everyone that I meet, to me, everyone, everyone to me, just like myself, I feel like we all are masterpieces. Right. I think we all are walking masterpieces. So I want people to um, find that perspective of themselves when they shoot with me in black and white. I really truly believe that people are not just, um, nobody to me is just like on surface level. I think everyone is masterpieces. So I just try to remind them of that when they, um, when they view the images of them that, that, that they got with me, that they feel that way. And that like, they remember that, like, listen, like there's more depth to me. And thanks to working with Melitza, I will never forget that. It, it's interesting to me that that matters to you. I feel like you should be yeah, way more does. selfish. Do you know what I'm saying? I feel like you shouldn't care about them <laughs> and you should just be cashing paychecks and clicking and being like, you know what? Auto filter, I'm done. Here's your 38 prints. Send me a check. <clears throat> like it, it's kind of refreshing that you care that much. Well, thank you. And, uh, there's also that side of it too, where I hear what you're saying and, and, and I do think of that side of the coin, but, um, I just have to stick to uh, the integrity that I have for my work. And, 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 and that pretty much is the integrity that I have for my work. And um, I, like I said, I'm still, in, I'm still in the beginning stages of, of this journey of, in my photography. And I've been, and I've been so thankful for what, for what the journey has become and, and uh, what it's becoming. But um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, yeah, I, I don't like that kind of um, superficial version of just like, let me just shoot you, pay me, and whatever. Like it means. Like I want people to everything to me. Um, You gotta you gotta figure out what makes life meaningful to you, and this is something that that gives my life meaning, and that's and that's um, trying to bring more meaning in another person's life. Yeah, it seems empowering. Yeah, well, when they when they, you know, I just want people to feel how meaningful that they are as well. Dude, it's like 50 times better than getting a good haircut. When you go out, you got some fresh clothes, you get a good haircut, That's and nice. you're like feeling yourself, right? And you're like, fuck yeah. But you get that That's picture. Nice. Do you know what I'm saying though? Like you get that image yeah. and all of a sudden that's a moment and you could put that up in your house. You're walking by or it's wherever. It's your yeah. phone background. And you know, you know every time when you log on or when you activate your phone, somebody's going to notice and be like, whoa, that's you? You're like, yeah. That was me. <laughs> I love that. That's so true. Shooting with me is like getting your hair cut, except with like so much more meaningful depth to it, where it's yeah. like you look in that mirror or you you leave afterwards feeling like, whoa, not only do I feel great, but wow, I really like got into the depth of who I am and I'm freaking art. I'm, I'm amazing. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, man. It, 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 yeah. Shooting with me is like getting a haircut, but like 
we get but we get really meaningful in it <laughs> yeah we got to work on the wording of it but i think the idea the essence is there right it's like a trip to the beauty salon for your soul something absolutely. like absolutely no because it's cool it, it's cool that that's your passion where does that come from why do you care about people how come you're not more selfish <laughs> i feel like humans should be super selfish why do you care that people feel good <laughs> Oh Lord. I mean, I try to balance it out. I mean, I'm, I'm all for being selfish. I I've always been, I, to be honest with you, believe it or not, I'm, I'm usually that, that friend in the bunch that encourages um, my friends to be selfish. Um, yeah, but that's a supportive thing I... you're doing, right? So like, even if you're, sometimes you need to be selfish, right? You can't always give. Sometimes you got to take, sometimes you got to be alone. Yeah. But... I'm not really good. I'm not very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> it's true like I'm not like honestly like when um I just try I I for me I know myself and um I everything that I people that I surround myself with people that I associate myself with and, and even even the things that I decide to do with who I try to do it with um if I'm not doing it genuinely um with humility then, then, then I'm just not being true to myself. So I try to, when it comes to my photography, it, I do, if I can't do it being true to myself with humility, um, then I have no, I have no inspiration to do it. Humility inspires me, honestly. Humility inspires me, and 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 bringing that. You know, I realized also that when when I um, also work with clients, I want it to. I don't want them to look afterwards at their photographs and feel worshipped or idolized, right? A lot of photographers. They shoot models, Instagram models, whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm not judging, but you know, those <laughs> clients typically like they feel idolized after and they walk around like, I'm just, I'm so sick of this. Like everyone, everyone desires to be idolized nowadays. And that's why they hire these photographers mm. and these Instagram models. They just want to be idolized where with me, I'm not going to do that with you after you, after you receive, after you work with me and you receive my package, you're going to feel, um, I'm going to create a word, humbleized. <laughs> That's so funny. I talk, I'm a Virgo. I create words on my own all day. <laughs> you're going to, you know, I, I want to, I want them to feel humble after, after looking at, at, uh, the images of, um, after the images that, that, that they got with me, not fucking idolized. I'm not like, I'm just not for that at all. Like I just, I'm, that doesn't, but I, that's just me. So I hope that, you know, my intentions with my art can just bring some sort of balance in the, in the world. And uh, that's all I can really hope for. But uh, with me, I have no desire to shoot you and that you feel idolized after. That's like I want you to, shoot with me and uh, you leave humbled in the photos humbled. that you received with me. Humbled by what? What would humble someone if they're photographed with you? 
what would humble someone when photographing with me? Because I hadn't thought about like it's an interesting. I I, I try I to be say, humble, and I'm I trying to say, think to myself. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I would say, um, what would humble someone when working with me and receive and looking at their photographs is that they. Oh goodness, how can I, how can I explain this? Um, I know that's why I was just kind of rambling to give you time to think. I appreciate that, yeah. <laughs> and then I wound up cutting you off, and then I felt like I that's was being pushy. Well, um, so just as a for instance, and here's the reason why I, I hadn't thought about this with artists. So I spoke. Um, actually, I posted her um, pod today. Paige Turner, who was on The Voice. She's a indie or a Seattle indie soul artist, right? And she had, was speaking to me about I, I don't like I, I don't like people who make music and act like they don't want the attention. Yeah, I want the attention. Yeah, I want you to like my stuff. Yeah, I want you to buy it. Yeah, I want to feel appreciated. But honestly, what scares me is I'm scared to get on stage. I do it because I know people expect it, but it scares me, but that's why I do it because it humbles me. Even though I want the attention, I'm just so appreciative of people vibing with me, of people connecting with it, of people feeling like I understood or I vocalized. This is what she said, which I thought was awesome. She's like, people who can't vocalize or express their emotions connects with my song. And now they feel like their emotion has been expressed and understood. That's yeah. amazing to me. And she's like, that's why I get on the stage. Yeah, I want the attention, but I don't want it for like spotlight. I don't want it for followers necessarily. I want it to make people feel better. And I, I didn't know if like maybe that was something. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's kind of, I was interested on your take of the humility aspect when obviously what's the point of getting a dope ass picture taken? You want people to fucking look. <laughs> you want yeah. the attention. You want to feel good. And it's a... It, to me, it's an interesting contradiction, like trying to stay level. See, another thing with me that makes me the photographer that I am, the really good photographer that I am, I see, I, when I shoot someone, I know for me what they want off the bat. I've never had a, I've never had a disappointing client before in my life because I recognize right off the bat, I'm just very intuitive. I'm really quick at meeting people. I'm really quick at connecting with, with somebody. And I know, and when I look at them and when I get to know them for five seconds, I can fully, I can fully recognize the way that they perceive themselves because the way people perceive themselves is um, really, truly the most important to, to them. Mm-hmm. That's really all people care about. Even me, I'll say that for myself. The way that I perceive myself uh, is most important to me. So when if I'm going to get a photographer, it better be someone who can capture me the way that I see myself. Yeah, what are those right? conversations like? That's interesting because you – not that you're a control freak. Don't know you that well. But I'm throwing it out there to see if you, how you feel about that label. Um, but the staging <laughs> aspect, right? Like you're, you, you, you have vision. Right? Like you, you yeah. get a vibe, you have vision. What are those conversations like when people are coming to you asking to be photographed? What are those conversations? Like completely um, collaborative, people come in open, uh, not like. Yeah, um, people just come in really open. 
They recognize my work. They like what they see. They're inspired by it. And uh, they want to give it a shot to uh, work with me so I can, you know, bring them out to shine the way that I've made the others shine, you know. And so I don't know. I'm just really quick. I don't even really have to have, I don't have to ask them any questions. Oh. How do you think you get the vibe? Is it the way they like email you or message you? Is it their walk? <laughs> tell me some tells. How do you it's vibe with people? Honestly, it's even good. All I need to do is just scan their Instagram and I know. I don't even have to hear their voice. I just scan their Instagram and I just already know. Stop. And, and uh, the thing is, I, 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 I'm able to look. I'm, 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 I'm able to see the bigger picture before I even create it. So I see the bigger picture with them before it even manifests. So because I'm able to see the bigger picture of, of uh, how I see myself working with them, I can just uh, execute it easily because I just, I have this, uh, I don't want to call it a fucking gift. But, it's okay um, to have, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what it is, but uh, uh-huh. immediately, immediately when I meet people, I see exactly, because sometimes there, I've, you know, there's some, there's some models and they're like, oh, but I'm shy. Make sure you get me at this angle or, you know, I'm kind of nervous for a photographer to shoot me. I don't want them to make me look bad. And for me, that's like, mm. that, that's never that that's never possible because what they mean when they say that is, you know, I don't want you to look, I don't want you to make me look bad. What they mean when they say that is I want you to capture me the way I perceive myself. Hmm. <laughs> you know, I want you to capture me the way that I know me, the way that I see me. And, um, so that's just something that I am, uh, able to to create so I think what humbles them a lot is when working with me is that they they um, were able to find the trust in me oh. and uh, and have no re- and have no regrets in doing so because they saw that um, I saw them the way that they see themselves and I think that leaves them um, feeling understood by me comforted by me even and wanting to even shoot with me again. I've had, I've had, um, my very first model I ever shot with, she three times in a row, she was like calling me for more and more shoots. And she told me that was the greatest experience that she ever had. And that was my first, first, first experience as a photographer doing a shoot for a model. And I was just so, um, I was so humbled and I was so flattered at the same time that um, she had such a memorable experience with me that she just kept on paying me for more. And I was like, that's fucking un- unbelievable no that I made her. Yeah. That, that like I brought her out that, that like I was able to like, I brought her out feeling like such a work of art that she'll never forget. And, um, I think that's that's what that's what it is that I do uh, really well, and uh, I just I really enjoy it. I really 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 enjoy it. To me, people are not just people. People are not like I think people are um, 
dollar everyone signs. is art everyone no, is kidding. art everyone is art in their flaws and all in their flaws 100 percent. you know it's the uniqueness man right like how terrible yeah. like every fucking dystopian novel you read sucks because society becomes normalized it's the whole like communism thing right that everyone's scared about back in the day it's like communism everyone's the same wear the same clothes act the same way have the same feelings it's it, and every time people read those types of books, everyone hates them. And you go for the character that breaks the norm. You embrace the differences. And that's awesome. Right. Right. And I always say, you know, your originality is what makes you unique. So when you shoot with me, my job is to bring out your originality. So right. when, when, if I, if I, you know, um, if I've ever had to say something to someone who was interested in shooting with me in an email or in a message, you know, why do I, you know, if I have to sell myself in some way, I just say that to them, you know, at the, you know, your originality is what makes you unique. And it's my job to bring that out. You know, everyone is original in their own way. And, um, never do I want one photo shoot to go like how the others went. My job is to bring out that person's originality because that's what makes them unique. I always want, I feel like it's, uh, my uh, responsibility to if I'm going to be a, the photographer that I that I am then I want people to 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 connect with how original they are and that it's my job to bring that out because I, I want everyone to feel unique right yeah dude I love how you tied it back you're way better at this than me maybe you should get into podcasting too Cause you like, it was, I, I'd for, like not forgotten, but drifted away from the humility thing. And I love it. The fact that people get humbled by, they realize something about themselves and they develop a trust and that's humbling, right? To, to empower yeah. you to present someone through your filter, through your angle, through your lens. That's super humbling. Cause, cause you're giving away the power from yourself and your own presentation to you and trusting you. Uh, that, that was a beautiful. Very true. Very true. So if someone has a problem with this, they're going to have a pro then they're not going to, they're going to hate working with me. <laughs> they're going to, you know, they have to fully trust me and like, they have to trust that, like, listen, I'm like, I'm going to see you in the way that I believe that God, that God perceives you as, and you know, God, God created you and me and everybody as, as his own piece of work is on his own piece of art so it's like my job to me that I try to I, I you know I'm also very spiritual and for me I I, I try to make God proud as, as well in 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 uh, every image that I create and I just hope that um you know the way that I shoot others is in the way that I bring them out is exactly the same way that you know he created them to be unique. I just, I, for me, cause I, I've been a very unique individual in an uncomfortable way all my, like all my life. Um, I know what it feels like to be unique and I know, and I know that it's a challenge even sometimes, but I, but I, but, but I also know that it's something that you have to own and it's something that, 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 that um, you must stand for and be proud of. Um, being unique is not always uh Glamour, glamorous. It's not, <laughs> you know, it's not always super fun. Sometimes it's very uncomfortable because sometimes it makes you, um, unfitting, 
to to uh, this really messed up society. But I want, I just, I hate, I hate, um, I absolutely hate when everyone is just so disconnected with how unique, how, how unique they are. And they that. feel like they can't own it. They have to hide it. Right. Right. It's the whole yeah, X-Men. Or, or yeah. And they have to follow these trends. They have to follow, they have to follow what society tells them is beautiful or they have to follow what, what is uh, ex- uh, accepted in society or it's like, and it's like, they're like, you're, you don't, um, you have absolutely no idea how, how unique you are. It's like, you're, because you're just so um, brainwashed sadly. And you're just following, you're just follow like to me. Um, yeah, no, I just, Everyone is unique to me. So that's why I love doing what I'm doing. And like, I shoot with a lot of passion. I work with a lot of, I work with a lot of intentions. That's for sure. I have a lot of intentions with, in my work. And, um, I think that's what makes, makes, uh, their experience with me humbling for sure. You know, people should be proud of who they are, you know, yeah, and sometimes, yeah. and sometimes people, are who they are and um they i just i just i just want people to when they work with me that they leave remembering taking a deep breath in and that they remember who they are and they and they take that with them for life like it's it's a really beautiful feeling everyone knows when you take that deep breath in a moment and you remember exactly who the fuck you are. That's a very liberating feeling. It's a beautiful feeling when you take, when, when you remember how, how special you are, how unique you are. Um, Empowering and, and a confidence booster, man. Like, and if you can discover that through a photograph and be reminded of you and it, it's funny cause like, it's almost like we're speaking in generalities, but it's so, it, it, it's so specific to people who they are and what empowers and where people get their own strength from. You can't really speak to it in specifics, but everyone can feel it when they have that moment. Everyone has that memory of strength or confidence that they rely on. And now all of a sudden, not only is it a memory, but it's an image and it, you're like, damn, right. That, that, that is who I am. And if you're having a little bit of doubt, you can look at something and be like, Oh yeah, fuck yeah. That is who I am. I got this. Right. That, that's awesome. Right. That, that's your Absolutely. passion. Where it's like with other photographers, like with other photographers, you know, I, I don't want people to, to, yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. And I, the last thing I would want is for someone to look at my photographs that I took of them and, and to feel like, oh yeah, like look at how ordinary I am. Or I, oh, oh, I just did this photo shoot to remind me that I'm, that I'm a follower and that I'm following trends to fit in. And, uh, this, this, you know, this photograph reminds me of a time where I was, um, just following a trend and I wasn't, and, 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 um, I didn't embrace who, who I really was. And those photographs I bet could, they could still be phenomenal photographs. It could be knockout photographs, but those knockout photographs that they paid, hundreds of dollars for 
doesn't make them feel the way um, Te- that the photos captured them make them feel, right? Yeah, technically awesome, but maybe not emotionally connected. Yeah, I just, for there's, me, I, I... There's no scratch and sniff to it. Your photographs are scratch and sniff. And when you scratch them, you get to sniff the emotions. Yeah, exactly. There's it's the a, next level of stickers, man. You know, you remember those scratch and sniffs as a, as a kid. They were awesome. They just added. The stickers were great, and then you scratch them, and you're like, holy shit, there's an added I love bonus. how that came to your mind right now. That's so interesting. <laughs> Was it... That, it's not like a put-down, right? Like, it adds depth no. and, like, vibe, I, I thought. I love how, like... And, you know, now I'm going to take that with me. That's going to stick in my brain. And, and, uh, it seems like so me visually, I'm like, when I think of scratch and sniff, now all of a sudden there's like fumes or vapors or like a flow coming from it, adds a third dimension to something that's two dimensional, right? It's a fucking sticker. Right. It shouldn't, it shouldn't come off the page. It's meant to stay on the page, but the scratch and sniff comes off the page. And that seems like what you're trying to do with your photographs. You're trying to, have them on a canvas and a frame, whatever, like however they get presented, but then you want something to come off of it. You, you want it to reach out to those who are viewing, just like the scratch and sniff wants someone to smell what they are viewing. That's perfect. <laughs> That's perfectly put. That really, that perfectly puts my work into perspective. Yeah, man, I, I can, I can, I don't know. I, I can see it again. And it's funny, man. It's wow. 30, I just looked up 30 some minutes and um, all because I was kind of joking about your stuff being somewhat, porn. <laughs> definitely not porn, definitely not porn. But like <laughs> what, what catches the eye is the emotion. And I almost started showing my daughter because she's um, taking some art, she actually has an art class tomorrow. And mm-hmm. like, I want her to be inspired and be empowered by people who try different shit and everything's in color. And I, I, again, it just, the fact that you're, it's the ultimate zag to filters. It's like, no nah, man, fucking classic black and white. And, and so I, I got to know like what made you make that choice to uh, get in that lane? Mm. <laughs> Don't act like you haven't thought about this before. <laughs> yeah, I have. I'm just going to see how I'm going to put it into words. So basically, <clears throat> Ever since I was like a little girl, uh, to young teenager, to young adult, to 28 years old now, almost in a couple months, I always heard all my, like, for me, I'm a vintage old soul. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard that term before where, you know, um, you meet, you know, people call someone, oh, you're an old soul, you're an old soul, you're an old soul. So, um, yeah, typically it just means you care about people. Right, like I think yeah, most I, people I, when they're like, "You're an old soul," it's like, "Oh, so I give you the grandma vibe because I'm thoughtful and I listen and I ask questions." <laughs> okay, <laughs> right? Like, okay. Um, so I decided on black and white because I felt like um, I'm able to, you know, the my eyes see everything in an old soul uh, perspective. So if I'm going to do photography, we're going to go, we're going to take it back and I'm going to show you, um, I'm going to show you the way that I perceive 
what's in front of me through the eyes of an old soul. So the best way that I thought I could do that um, is to keep it to black and white. You know what I mean? Dude, and when you're saying that, I think that's what's appealing. Uh, I'm a huge fan of oxymorons. There is nothing I love better. And jumbo shrimp's like the most simple, <laughs> right? Like I, I don't enjoy jumbo shrimp, but I love when people <laughs> can pull off oxymorons. And I think now that we're talking, like that's what's appealing to me about your photographs. The black and white is the old soul, but then the people in them are not like hipster, modern. They're not trendy. They're them, but they're contemporary. And yeah. I love, I love the contrast. Like the, the women are empowered. You love that contrast. It, it's, I, I think that's a very cool thing to try to put an old soul perspective on modern times. Thank you. I really appreciate uh, your appreciation for my work there. That means a lot to me. And, uh, you know, I'm very thankful that I'm here on this journey now because photography is something that I always uh, loved ever since I was a, you know, teenager. And, um, and then I lost it for many years and, and I, and I happened to find it again. Uh, it happened to find me again in 2019. I'll tell you when I was um, in middle school, I was always the girl in the school that had the beautiful wicked camera and uh, all my girlfriends, guy friends, they always loved like me taking photos of them. And like, even they were, even they would want me to meet up with them after school, meet up on the street. Even back then they wanted me to dress them up and pick the setting and shoot them. Like no shit. this was something that that's always been, it's not like something that I just decided on doing. Um, you know, it's something that, um, I always, I always loved, I always felt like, People knew, people knew that I had an eye for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I knew that I loved it. <laughs> and then, yeah, I did lose it for many years. And then, you know what inspired me to force my, you know what forced me to get behind the camera again? Gamble? After I saw the Joker movie. I was going to say gambling debts, but okay. <laughs> Joker. In 2019... Wait, I saw that with, movie with um what God not what's his name the Phoenix Joaquin Joaquin yeah. Phoenix Phoenix, Phoenix. Right? oh yeah. no shit that one yeah so I saw that movie for the first time right in 2019 yo I there was like immediately as soon as I walked out of the theater it was just like a gut instinct of like get the fuck behind the camera again get behind the camera get behind the camera and um. I just trusted my gut instinct from there and that, and, and, and that really, and it was, per, and you know, it was perfect timing for me, which that's, yeah, that movie was incredible. The cinematography in that film is disgusting. It's disgusting. And I could watch it right now and be inspired just like, just like when the first time I watched it. And, and that movie really, really gets me going to, um, be behind the camera and to do what I do because that movie is also something that's very raw like if you think about it the whole thing you know the character of Joker he's very raw he's very flawed um, and also how can I say this how can I say this without like scaring people <laughs> I don't think How you can have I to say this without scaring people. Dude, I, I don't like, I, I don't know. And 
I, I don't want to get you off track, but like, I think you have 40 some minutes, at least on this record of being genuine, sweet and thoughtful. And I hate, I, I hate when people like feel worried about like, like almost like those, um, antecedents of like, no disrespect. What does antecedents mean? I think I used it the wrong way to be honest with you. Um, but like <laughs> <laughs> antecedent is something that comes before. Um, I'm trying to think of the word where it's like, you have to give the, I don't mean to offend you, but, and, and like, almost like you have to, God, now I can't remember the word, like a precursor, right? Like, I think it's, I, I don't think you're going to scare anybody. I guess all that to say, like, I don't think anyone should think you're a creep because you have something that connected with you. Right. Sorry. I was just trying so to empower you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's really honest to know that it's good. I think like see, with Joker, uh, he has a lot of like raw emotions about him and he has a lot of real, like real flaws about him that, that most of society can relate to of like not being accepted, not fitting in depression. Um, and then before Joker became Joker, you know, he was, you know, taking care of his mother and just think of Joker before he became Joker. And, um, all of those things about him that were, um, challenging for him of just depression not fitting in and all of that just we can I think that we would all be lying be lying if if we said that we can't all relate to that so when I saw that that in the movie it was humbling to me I I related a lot to Joker but not to that extreme obviously uh definitely not to that extreme don't incriminate yourself absolutely not no not not to that extreme but um, it was, uh, I'm just fully aware, no matter, no matter how much people try to pretend that they are, um, no matter how much people try to pretend that they are um, perfect in every single way, I know that people struggle in the way that we all struggle and that... Um, But to know that in your struggles and in, in your in your flaws, that there is some sort of glory in it for you in, 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 in the end of it all. So I guess I guess how can I say this? I like to have the balance. I like to have the balance of bringing out in, in people um, bringing, bringing out in people who they are when who they are with what with with who they try to hide to be and mm. and and balance of who they are with how they want the world to glorify them and I want and and, and I want to meet that person right there in the middle so when I that's what I want people to get when meeting me, even just meeting me <laughs> and shooting with me, um, that they're in the middle of who they are with how they hide themselves to be and then balance of who they are with how they want the world to glorify them. I want to meet them right there in the middle. And, and I think right there in the middle lays the humility part. Gotcha. 
I I don't know if my English is bad. No, definitely not. <laughs> Why are you thinking that? I'm the one. Who, I'm the one who didn't even know how to use fucking antecedent. Like I almost wanted to Google it right now to be like, what did you say, motherfucker? Um, why did you think that would be bad talking about Joker? Or did I sidetrack you with my? No, ramblings? no, you didn't sidetrack me. You didn't sidetrack me. I saw that movie fucking three times. So I'm, not, I'm proud to say it. But that yeah. movie is, and I remember um, right after that movie, I was in a relationship with this guy, and he was also an artist. Um, and we used to do. Him and I both were inspired after seeing that movie, and and I was shooting him like crazy, and um, it just like led. It just that movie led. If I never saw that movie, if that movie never existed, I probably wouldn't be where I am today, wow. <laughs> right now. It just. It was like it just thankfully reawoken that passion that I had when I was a little girl, which needed which needed to happen. It needed to happen. You know, I remember when I when I um, got to um, like I would say when like the first two months of me pursuing my photography, I remember I went through a phase where I was like completely pissed off at myself because I was like, how could I let this fucking get away from me when it was in my face all my life? And I'm just so happy that I found it now. And I just want to bring inspiration to the world by my, by my work and, uh, and, and a really, and a, and a quality experience for others, you know? Were you like working at Target or something in between or beforehand? <laughs> like what, 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 why did you stop? If you're, because if it's your vibe in middle school, I'm curious what got you derailed. Right? I know. Uh, it was the gambling, wasn't it? Really, you are a gambler. Let's just say, you know what? I like I like how, you, let's just call it gambling. I was gambling. No, don't be that person. All right. All right. I mean, I was, I was, um, I mean, I was, I was doing something with my life for a few years. That's actually something that, um, I mean, I'm not ashamed of, but um, let's just call it gambling. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was gambling. Oh yeah, no. I um just got off tracked, like sidetracked, right? Um but I've had many jobs. I've I've had many, many, many jobs. And um, it's just something that I love to do. And me I didn't finish school, for example. That's I didn't finish school. I'll i I will um share that and I'm not and um, I'm not uh, high school you mean or college let's just say school and let's just say from kindergarten I'm kidding no, I was kidding. <laughs> so you're just this fucking dropout that's hanging out in middle school selling pictures to like not be homeless that's who you are Polaroids Yo, I, I showed up at Polaroids. kindergarten and I was like fuck this <laughs> and you took middle the kickball high up in the sky um <laughs> Yeah, no, I, um, school wasn't for me. I being, being there, I always was too self-aware <laughs> to the fact that I knew I was forced to be there. And I was like, I'm not a, yo, I'm not a jealous person, but if it's one, never, I'm never jealous ever. But if it's one thing that I could say, unapologetically that I'm jealous of is 
kids that were in school that that weren't aware that they were forced to be there. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm envious of those students because they were able to be comfortable in that in that routine where I wasn't. I was I just knew that I was there by force, and I'm like, I don't want to be here if it's by force. Like I just hated it. School wasn't for me. So how'd you get out if you were forced to be there? <laughs> by breaking the rules. <laughs> what can I say? Just by breaking the rules and trusting my gut and just following my intuition, following my, my, following what, following my, 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 my path and, 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 um, like you set yourself up to be expelled kind of a thing, or you were smart enough to figure out, Hey, if I just keep failing, eventually they'll tell me to stop coming. A little bit of both. <laughs> Think about it. Both. Yo, I will share with you. Oh my God. When I was in like, um, middle school, the teachers had no hope with me. They knew that they're like, you know what, Melissa, we're going to leave you alone. Do whatever you want to do. You want to leave, leave. <laughs> they uh -huh. just had no, that's, I, I'll never forget. Middle I'll school. Never forget. Middle school this level. Is, this is middle school, right? Oh my God. And I'll, never, I'll, I'll never forget. I'll never forget my gym class teacher. Um, I showed up and um, I guess I just wasn't following the class. I didn't want to. And she goes, Melissa, I don't care. Like she was just in full surrender. <laughs> She's just defeated with me. She's like, do whatever you want. You want to leave? Leave. You want to stay? Stay. Like, I just, she's like, I got a class to teach. And I'm like, okay, um, I'm going to leave you alone and I'm going to go. <laughs> like, <laughs> and just, I just always needed, if, if, if someone is forcing me to do something, I'm so aware of it and I have to go the other way. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just have to, I have to go and do, I, I have to, um, follow where my gut instincts are leading me, which is where it's led me today and where it's going to continue to lead me. And, um, I have no doubts in my path. I, I never had any doubts in my path. So Ever. what did you do with your time as a middle school kid? Cause you're what, 13, 14 ish at this point. Like you just walking around town, hanging out. <laughs> I was sitting on street corner, seven <laughs> 11 style. I was following the sky, wherever the sky wanted me to go. I was, there. I was just following. Oh I was following the sky. Fucking cloud um, chasing. <laughs> like there's a bunny. Where's this rainbow end up? Sure. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I've had many jobs. I've had many life experiences. Some that seem so far away that it's like, I, it's almost like when I think, when I, when, when I think back at them, it's like it never even really happened. But, um, like what, what's a life experience? Cause dude, you're so fucking young, man. You're 28. So like, right. it's an interesting perspective to me. When I hear that the experience must've been really intense to feel so far away. Right. And, um, as much as I want to share this, that I'm like swallowing right now. <laughs> it's all right. I'll ask again in a half hour. Take a couple more sips. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Can ask, can ask me, <laughs> ask me, ask me in a few years or something. <laughs> but, no, okay. but yeah, no, I, 
I've just always had to do what I just always had to do what I felt like I wanted to do in my life. And, and, and that's that, like I've always, I think, you know, I was never a rebel because I wanted to be a rebel or anything like that. But thing is I was a rebel without, um, I guess if you want to call it that or people will call, a lot of people have called it that. Um, but I was a rebel without intentionally trying to be a rebel. Some people try to be a rebel intentionally to fit in and to be cool. Yeah. They're oppositional, right? Like whatever they say, right. it seemed like for you, you just wanted that like freedom. Right. I just, I, I, I wanted that freedom for sure. It was never that, um, I was trying to be cool or trying to be a rebel in any way, but I just, I loved, I just, I, I didn't like, I, I never, like I said, I was just way too self-aware, um, when things were being forced upon me and I'm a thinker. I, I love, you know, I, I'm a questioner <laughs> and I question everything. And, and honestly, that got me to not, that got me to where I am today. That got me to not doing a lot of things and to also doing a lot of things. Um, because I just think I've just, I've always had this like very singular, um, thinking process, um, that never got me to to fit in, so I just had to follow my own singular singular path, and and um, I love it. I love it, and and I do, and 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 I encourage it among among others. You know, people. I just think I always had this like deep knowing of who I am because I had such a deep knowing of who I am. It's like a blessing and a curse. And it's like, that's why I just, I couldn't follow the rules because it's like, I know too much. I just, I like, I know what I am. And not only did I always know, I had this knowing of who I am, but I had this knowing of who I am not. Oh, there you go. That's an awareness that can be underrated. Like it doesn't have to be like, you know what you're, okay this is with. old soul things. Like if you yeah. talk, like I, if, if you talk to other old souls, they're <laughs> going to completely, um, feel, feel the way that, um, feel what, feel what it is that I'm speaking because it's just like, I think it's just like an old soul type of thing. Um, and it's just, it is what it is. We have to, you know, it just, it's just the sacrifices that I've made in my life that I own. Like these are my sacrifices, you know. Was it any kind of issue growing up having the difficulties in school? Like, did it add a bunch of extra drama in your house? Because to me, if like if I'm not trying to be in school, I'm me personally. I'm not trying to be at home either. So I'm constantly out, and that's what that's where I got fucked up. I was just out too much. I wish I had a home that I could have like wanted to go home to, <laughs> and that's why I'm curious about you. I didn't know if the the freedom you crave from school translated mm-hmm. to drama in the house so my parents they got divorced when i was 13 and we lived i lived with my father and mm-hmm. my mother lived separately but mainly we i lived with my dad so when all of this was going on it was all going on here in my dad's home and um Basically, when 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 that when that divorce kind of occurred, I was blessed with like 
tremendous freedom to do whatever I wanted. But I did, but everything that I did with my freedom, I did everything with that, with, with the screwed on head on my shoulders. And, um, so as far as it, as it causing trauma or sorry, drama in <laughs> the family home, no, because, um, it really didn't, it didn't cause any drama at all. At all. I'm actually very thankful that I have the parents that I have. And that they, um, they were, they, they, they never, um, tried to convince me to go out of my beliefs of what I, what I believed, even if it wasn't what they believed, they never tried to convince me out of my own beliefs and that. So therefore, um, we moved forward on in life, uh, leaving everyone alone indivi- as individuals. Like I was definitely left alone as an individual and able to do whatever it is I wanted to do um, without them um, too upset by my choices. And and uh, that seems like so much power, man. To give a thirteen-year-old yeah, to like, be I like, "Hey, man, you're not about school." Lo- like that's a that's- lot. An interesting concept. I mean, if you think about it, it like a lot of people, if they're given the, the amount of freedom that 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 that, that uh, I was able to get at such a young age, you know, a lot of people would abuse it. Oh, a lot yeah. of people. <laughs> a lot of people would come out twenty-eight years old, really, really um, damaged, oh, really damaged and fucked up. But like, they would really, really, really abuse it, and. Um, that just wasn't my case. Like I did everything. I did everything with um, good head on my shoulders. And like I said, I have no regrets. And you know, my my parents are super proud of me of who I who I am today and who they see me becoming. And like I just like I couldn't I couldn't be more I couldn't be more thankful for um, where my journey has led me. I really couldn't. How much do you remember that time going through the wow. divorce? Um, <laughs> a lot. I remember, um, well, when that happened, me and, me and my, I have a sister and I have a brother. I'm the youngest. I'm the youngest. I have a sister two years older and I have a brother 10 years older. When that, when that all occurred, you know, as siblings, we were happy. We were happy that it was happening. <laughs> we were like, okay. And like, we were like, okay, finally. And it's like, we, and, and, um, what I do remember is that we all wanted to live with, with, um, our, with my father, which we ended up doing. And, um, I just, me and my mother, me and my siblings and my mother, we kind of um, had our challenging time at that time where there was a reason why we all wanted to live with, with my dad. And um, so what I do remember from that time is just great relief that we were living with my dad and not my mom. <laughs> I hate to say it. But, but, what, but um, that was back then. We were all very 
young and um it's a different story now like now there's more now um things are more harmonious as time matures and heals and uh like my mother me and my mom are like two peas in a pod we're so much alike anyways (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's probably why so, you didn't get along or something like that yeah 100% 100% because it's like you don't really get along with people that are very much like you usually people that are like you will challenge you <laughs> and vice versa but um I just remember being really like but I had a but don't get me wrong I I've had a like I my mother was in that uh I had a deep relationship with my mother when I was in that uh, gambling phase in my life. I'll call it. <laughs> Thank you so much for giving it that. Like I love, I love that you pulled that out of the hat because that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> when I was in my gambling time in my life, um, my mother, my mother and I had a beautiful relationship, and she was super. You know, like oh, I, man. you know, I'm proud of my family. I'm proud of the way harmony has kind of come to, to fruition as time heals. And, um, but the, 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 the divorce didn't really um, hurt me. Like I know some people, they get really, um, damaged from a divorce they go through as you know, I'm not judging. They have every right. They're allowed to, to, to feel the way that they feel coming, um, into experiencing such such a scenario like that. It's very sad. It is very sad, but I was not, um, deeply damaged or traumatized or anything by, by my parents getting a divorce. Not at all. Not at all. It was a relief. It was more of like a relief. (laughs) Relief because more freedoms or like relief because a less contentious house. Yeah, I would say less, 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 um, yeah, both, honestly, both. Okay. Yeah, both for sure. Both for sure. It's it's awesome to hear that when you're going through your gambling phase, um, that you're able to kind of, um, like reconnect and almost, and and I don't want to say like, depend on your mom again, assuming, cause I, I don't know anything about the situation. So I don't want to say like she wasn't there for a moment and now all of a sudden you get to be with her again. But I think it's mm-hmm. awesome when kids need parents to be around and they need support and they get it. Like that's that that's great that that was able to happen for you and your mother. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, my mother is a what you know, my mother is someone who inspires me so much so so much and my mother really embraces um the uniqueness of everybody just like how i do she she embraces the uniqueness with herself my mother i don't know anyone who is more unapologetically themselves more than my mom Uh, and i know some and i and i'm one unapologetic motherfucker i know a lot of people who are so unapologetically myself themselves but my mom is the i don't know anyone who is so unapologetically themselves as much as my mother is and even though that's challenging (laughs) at times (laughs) right i'm so proud 
and it's inspirational to me. And I feel so lucky that, that I have someone like my mom, um, being the character that she is, uh, being my mother. And, uh, she's also very artsy fartsy, um, okay. in her own creative ways. And she's just like super inspiring in so many ways. And, um, what is she into arts wise? She's an, an incredible writer, oh. like po- like writing poetry. Okay. She's she's an incredible incredible writer, um, and even she can be artsy, craftsy with um, you know I've seen her draw I've seen her create certain things with like popsicle sticks and whatever. <laughs> like, my mom is very uh, resourceful and art you know which has her to it's easy for her to be creative and artsy craftsy, um, but I but. Um, She's an incredible uh, writer. Her poetry. I also I was also writing a lot of poetry in, tw- in two thousand and nineteen. Actually, sorry, not two thousand and nineteen. I am I am also a poet, not just a photographer. Oh no, shit! I've had, Why don't you post any I, of that stuff, man? What the fuck? I guess because I'm not ready for it. But you know, it's still so there. Selfish. It's still You're there. So selfish. That's so selfish. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm selfish. <laughs> But, um, yeah, um, I've shared my uh, photography. I used to have an Instagram page posting my photography, but I just, I put that on pause right now because if, when, if I'm going to, um, really launch that and and I want to make sure that I'm fully, fully, fully equipped and prepared and that it's going to get done right. Because, uh, my poetry is also very like, what's the word? I can never pronounce it. Melancholy. Oh, mel- yeah. What makes it melancholy? Oh, you just have to fucking read it. Okay. <laughs> um, it's 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 very raw. It's very personal. It's very melancholy. It makes and and it makes and um, I just want to make sure that. Um, so I just I just want to be careful with how I um, present my photography. It, you know, if, if, and if I ever will. Why do you want to be careful about it? This is very personal, right? The thing with, the thing with, um, and a lot of poets, a lot of poets, even my favorite is, uh, uh, this incredible writer, Charles Bukowski. I'm incredible, like, I'm incredibly inspired by him. And when I read his stuff, he's just so like, he's so melancholy, very raw, very vulgar even. And I just, and just so unapologetically himself through his words. And, um, and I'm, I'm just, you know, I, he's just my favorite writer probably. So I just want to make sure that, um, if I'm going to kind of dump that load (laughs) to people (laughs) in a published book, that, um, it's something that I chose wisely on and I chose I chose everything wisely on how I do it. So uh, do for now, that's just on pause. But I have I have about like fifty pages worth of poetry. <laughs> do you have a lot of hate poetry? Is there a lot of hate poetry in there? Is that what it is? I wouldn't know. Hate? I don't hate anybody. I never hate. I don't even know what, what it feels like to hate. Really? I don't know what it feels like to hate. I have no idea. No, if it, if if it's hate on anything, it's probably like 
no, no, no hate. Okay. And I just, and I think that's probably what I'm careful on is that I don't want it to come off as that. Because ah. I, that's probably what I'm careful on. Because if people read my poetry and they take it like bait, then that's going to piss me off. Because <laughs> it has, because it's not, it's not, um, it is not of that essence at all whatsoever. So it's just the embracing of the emotion. So would, yeah. like offensive, would that be a better word than hate? Like it's just, you've got some offensive po or things you think would, would say, be yeah, offensive? Yeah, I would say triggering, triggering and oh. offensive, triggering, offensive. And then I don't want people, because a lot of these poems, these are like from talking from 2014, 2015. Right. Oh, okay. So it's like even 16, 17, 18, 19. And, um, I don't want people to fucking read it and, and, and look at me as, you know, that's the person that I am today because it's not, <laughs> because it's not. So you don't see it as something where like inspires, help people to grow, help people to understand your choices you're it. making today kind of a thing. Cause I mean, honestly, if it's, if it's that impactful to you, that's that's what made you, right? Like the fire? That's what made you. Getting there. And I will get there. Yeah, that's... I, I think it's wise to be measured. And I think it's good to have it in your head and get it out as well. Because if you can't express it and get it out, if you can't deal with things you've been through, it um, it fucks people up, man. I mean, again, right. not to reference the Joker, but if he'd have been able to get some poetry posted, right. he might have been different. The ending might have been different at the TV show. But Beautiful, it's, yeah. But it's, it, it, it's good to get out, but it's also good to know when it's appropriate to deal with people knowing things about you, knowing about your past. Because you don't want to be judged. You don't want to be seen in some prison that is no longer applicable. Right. Very true. Interesting. Who knew? So, I'm yeah. curious. You brought up the English thing a couple times, and then or originally you were explaining <laughs> the name as Serbian. Are you like like what's the immigration? Not to be rude or like trying to trigger anything. Like immigration status. Are you first generation Canadian? Did you? I am born and raised in Can Toronto, Canada. Born and raised in Toronto, Can Canada. My parents are Serbian. Okay. But I'm full Canadian. Gotcha. And then is English not your first language? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. No, dude, because you said something about it. And I'm like, your English is immaculate. Like you have a great vocabulary. You enunciate. Like it was just, I, I didn't know if I was missing something when you were like English. And I was like, wait, is she, should I be asking about this? All right. I didn't know. Sorry. I didn't know if it was like a cultural shock, man. You, you come over here you? at like What's 11 your... years old and all of a sudden you're like, fuck American schools or fuck Canadian schools, you know, kind of <laughs> That's what I was kind of wondering if that added to the uh, rebellion. I don't know. Do, do, do you think that I have some sort of an accent? People tell me I have some accent. Oh, well, I mean, I'm from Delaware, right? So right. You, you've got a little bit, it, it's not like an off-putting accent, but it's right. different than, I mean, you sound different than me. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't, it's not because of your accent that I was wondering. It's because of you mentioning the Serbian name earlier, straight Serbian. And then, um, again, when you had mentioned the comment with the English, I was just kind of like fishing. I was wondering. <laughs> you know. Okay. Well, no need to wonder anymore. <laughs> Full-fledged Canadian. Full-fledged Canadian. 
Good for you. <laughs> you're, you're, you know, honestly, you're a funny guy. I'm I really enjoy this whole, this has been like super fun. You have incredible personality and I just absolutely adore what you're doing on your, on your show. And, and, uh, definitely. I'm, this was inspiring and, you know, worth my time. <laughs> Wait, is this your outro? Is this your out? Are you complimenting me? Cause you're about to bounce. It was your compliment no, not, sandwich. No, absolutely, absolutely not. Uh huh. I not, just, I, I, I disagree on this. I just guilted I you into like ten more minutes. <laughs> I disagree on this. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, no, no. And then not you've got all. some like dog barking app on your phone where you're gonna be like, oh shit, it's back. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, all right, sorry, I fucked your name up so much at the beginning. I apologize. <laughs> Joe Rogan who? That's what I think. <laughs> we'll I think Joe Rogan who? We'll appreciate that. Oh, dude, so I'm so pissed. So, uh, just a little side story from me. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I read, I, I, I like reading like informational articles on different things, you know? So you go to mm -hmm. Drudge, Drudge Report. I'm not sure what the internet scene is like up in Canada. If you guys have, mm -hmm. if you guys get the internet through all the trees and syrup. But <laughs> like, well, I'll, I'll be on. I was reading this, um, cool article about the benefits of discomfort and how comfortable Americans is really killing America. Like everyone seeks comfort, but it actually kills them. So I'm shooting my shot and I'm like, Hey man, let me, let, let me see if this guy wants to come on my podcast. Right. Knowing like I'm not a Joe Rogan type guy. So I emailed it. I hit him up through social media. He replies mm -hmm. back and he's like, yeah, here's my publicist. My book just came out. I do my podcast appearances through her. Awesome email her in the process of emailing her. I find out this dude like a week ago was on the Joe Rogan podcast. And I was like, Holy shit. I really don't think, I hope they don't think I'm like that level of a guy. Right. But at the same, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, can I pull it off to make them think I'm that level of a guy? <laughs> so I thought I had a man. They had the reply. They were like, give us some days and times. Let us know about the questions. When will the podcast post? What is your method of recording? Blah, blah, blah. I reply back and it's crickets for two days. And then I get the nicest rejection email of due to his busy schedule, Michael will no longer be able to attend or schedule. Thank you so much for your interest. And I'm like, God, if only, if only I had that Joe Rogan kind of clout. Um, so yeah, you actually, you know what, now you just took me to a very dark place. I was feeling kind of good about myself. Now I'm all sad. Just kidding. Oh my goodness. Just kidding. You... <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> but it was a you, funny story. Dude. You feeling bad about yourself? I don't yeah, think so. No, nah, nah. but it was, it, to me, it was hilarious that like, I'm sweating this dude. Cause I read him in an Atlantic article and the motherfucker happened to be on Joe, Pod, uh, Joe Rogan's podcast a week before. And I like, almost like almost had him. Um, it was interesting. It, it was, it was a little bit of a reality check, but it's also like a goal setting. I don't know if you're this way, but I've had a couple people that were like, sorry, we're looking for something with a bigger audience. Sorry. We're looking for, right, sorry. Of course, it's and, gonna happen. and yeah. Right. But like in my head, I think I'm going to make a wall of all the rejections because it drives me. And I don't know if that's psychologically sound. I don't know if that's healthy, but it does <laughs> like it fuels me. I'm like, fuck you then. Not in a mean way, but like, all right, man, let me try to like work, grind, grow this audience so that I'm respected by you enough that you'll hang out and talk. The way that I look at it is like if I lose out on a 
some kind of a opportunity like this. It, it, I always think back on this memory that I have way back in the day, teenager days, that a friend of mine, a guy friend of mine, um, he was telling me how he was at a party and that he just so happened to lose the opportunity. They were popping that Ace of Spades drink that uh, it's like champagne or something, right? I think it's like in the club, it's like $10,000 a bottle or whatever. He was just, basically, he was so bummed. Okay, this is a bit superficial, but this is what I told him. He was like, oh my God, if you Google Ace of Spades, like all of the celebrities, rappers, it's just like, it's a expensive uh, bottle of alcohol. Okay. And he was so bummed. Bummed about... That he and didn't I get him, it? I'm like, or? why are you so bummed? I go, another opportunity will, will arise where, where you know, you will be able to celebrate and pop Ace of Spades. Oh. And then, you know, and and, and so the, the way, I always look at it like that. Like, if, if I lose out on a great opportunity to work with somebody, may it be a celebrity or whatnot, I take it as like, I'm not going to trip. I'm not going to get mad opportunity will arise again well where i'm able to um pop that champagne again yeah right. that's situationally <laughs> right? fitting no that's true because i mean it's it, it's everything's relative. you know you know i wasn't able to pop that champagne then but it will happen it will happen again for me and that's why i don't stress nothing I don't. I don't stress um, on on a on a losing uh, on a big opportunity like this because immediately, as soon as it's over and done with, I'm already thinking that next opportunity like that is is an even better will arise for me, and I just keep it simple like that. It's no so stress. Good. So good to be simple. So good to be no stress. I just like right. being, I like being dramatic. I like being petty. It's just my personality. It's somehow that I grew up. I'm just a That's cool petty. too. Be yourself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's cool too. I'm really not petty. But I do like, <laughs> but, but like telling me like, I don't know, like taking it a little bit as like, you're not good enough yet. Um, Really like that shit does motivate me to grind. It, it's like exactly. a disrespect card where I'm like, all right. And I'm not saying they're wrong in any way, right? Like, right. Uh, all right, right. Like, I mean, you guys could be completely accurate, but I'm not going to stay at that level. I'm like, that's that's how I take it. So anyway, yeah, that's my thing. I'm like looking around the wall that I recorded and I'm like, all right, man, let's. Listen, I'm already congratulating you. I'm already <laughs> congratulating you before you're at the finish line. Ordained. I'm already congratulating you that you've made it. There it is. Well, there it is. Already right. congratulating you. <laughs> Such love. I think honestly, I see, I see, um, just have no doubts. Have no doubts in, in what you're doing. Have, you know, just keep, keep grinding and, uh, just, you have to just have that belief in yourself. Um, and swear to God, I'm already congratulating you before you, before you're even there. Cause if you see that, if, if that's the vision that you hold on tightly to, then it's there. 
it's it's there for it, it's there for you. You just have to um, let let time kind of work its course and 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 got to be organic. Just, then. It, it, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's just got to grow as it grows. And yeah, a, a lot exactly. of times you have to grow as it grows. Yeah, it, it, it's weird because I don't want to be. So I'm I'm turning forty this summer, right? So you if, don't, if, really, if you don't look like it. Damn right, I don't look like it. Fucking lotion all day, girl. No, I don't think it's the Zoom you heard camera. Heard it first, ladies. <laughs> Damn right, you don't look like it. <laughs> no, but my my point was so right. Like if we're if we're at a bar and I just want to talk to you, right? I already felt creepy, mm-hmm. like messaging people on Instagram as this forty year old dude, <laughs> right? Like you're already like borderline at that point. But like, if I was at a bar, it'd be a little weird. I don't know if I'm in your social group. I don't know if I'm getting to talk to you for an hour and 20 to hear about your thoughts as a photographer, get to know about your Mm -hmm. life experiences, gambling and all that shit. But (laughs) the reason I like this podcast thing is because it, it gives you access. And I think that's what I was most pissed off about. Like, it's almost like you can somehow get some like college level knowledge about industries, individuals and substances that other people might not have access to. And to me, that's cool as shit. Like that's success. If, if, if I'm interested in you and you want to be like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll share some knowledge. I'm like, wow, I've got access. And I think like, if I think about what is success, it, I joke around with like, yeah, make some money on the podcast and that'd be nice. But really it's just access to individuals and information that intrigues me. Amazing. I think you should post on YouTube. I don't see you posting any YouTube links. Where's your YouTube channel? I got no. It's too much, man. It's I barely figured out Instagram. I think I just figured out how to post stories like three months ago, which was a big deal for me. Aww. Can't don't don't know what hashtags are, how to use them. Like there's this whole fucking thing you start reading hey, about. I motivate you, and you motivate me. We're gonna have this. We're gonna have this like domino effect back and forth. How about how does that sound? Ping pong, man. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to motivate you, push you, you're going to, and you're going to push me right back. Yeah. Well, it's you gotta funny get though. On, you got to get on YouTube. Dude. But at the same time, how fun is a YouTube video of your black screen right now and me sitting in a unpainted room? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like it, YouTube is the next level of visuals that you really got to consider to me. And I also thought a lot of times with this, um, and I don't know how many people want to actually listen to this shit, but <laughs> like... I, there's so it's such a weirdness because with you is a little different, but a lot of people I just randomly message. I see them leaving comments in different people's posts, and I just hit them up. I'm like, hey, you, you, almost like what you're saying. Everyone's unique. Everyone's special. I'm sure you have some stories to tell. I'd love to hear them. Let, like, like yeah. I'm creating this thing where it's just a conglomerate yeah. of different people. Where if anyone wants to scroll through it, they can find someone outside of people they would normally meet. And they can get to know. Them. Right. And like, I, I don't know if, hey, not only am I going to ask you to speak a bunch, but, no, but then it's like, hey, I'm also going to put you on video and record you speaking about this. And I feel like it's a whole nother layer of intrusiveness where I'm already intruding too much, if that makes sense. I mean, that's normal. That's kind of natural for you to kind of feel that kind of instinct, but it's really not. It's not intrusive. No, nothing. Honestly, nothing about um, the way that you, nothing about 
nothing about it is intrusive in my eyes, in my opinion. Yeah, but you're Not Canadian. You're so nice. That that's the <laughs> right. Like that's the whole stereotype. <laughs> so exciting. No, I don't think so. It's it's not intrusive. I just think it, it really isn't. It would if you were in I'm a private bitch and if you were intrusive in any way, um so you would have known you would have known by now. I think and you've if been you were a couple times. Too. If you were intrusive, you would have been by now. <laughs> so th- this is something I'm a little curious about. And this is not intrusive, but it's explanatory. It's exploratory for explanation. You, you're such, like, you're very sweet. I didn't know how you would be based on all the shit you post, man. Cause it's fucking Tupac. It's Nipsey. It's fucking Godfather. It's like, it's all this Thomas Shelby. Dude, it's this hard shit, man. And I was like, she may curse me out a couple times. Like I was, I was a little, I don't know. I, I was treading lightly. Right. right. And I'm curious about the contrast like why is that like that harshness so appealing if you're so sensitive so sweet yeah and so sensitive yeah, and you're, so genuine. You're, yeah you're a fucking sour patch kid man <laughs> <laughs> i never heard that before someone called me a sour patch <laughs> But, um, Wait, have you seen contest. those commercials? Or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> have you seen them though? The gummy bear, like the Sour Patch Kids yes. commercials? Yeah. Yeah, like the girls creeping in at night and then they get the alarm and the parents catch it and then they're like giving her a cookie because they feel bad. Like, <laughs> I, the Instagram doesn't match the person I'm speaking to. Well, I shouldn't say that because I it's part of you. But it wasn't like expected. Uh, seriously, I was like, whoa, she's, you're just so, you're, I don't know, not, not cuddly, but yeah, cuddly. If you go with the sweet part, when you talk to you, you're very cuddly. You're very welcoming. You're very kind. I really appreciate that. And then all of a sudden it's fucking Nipsey telling her like, bitch, I own this and Pac, like get off my block type shit and fucking all these Fritos out there. You ain't got enough Corleones. You got more Fritos and you You fucked up. You got more Fritos than Michael Corleones. Yeah. Right. You fucked up putting your queen as a pawn, bitch, which is how we connected. And I'm like, wow, there's, there's a lot there. And then it's like. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? It makes you wonder, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to find out. I mean, listen, I've been through a lot. I've been through, I've had many like relationships in my life. I'm talking relationships. And I mean, that part of me, it's just like, I guess I'm very well aware of how deceptive this reality is. Um, I'm very aware of uh, reality. I'm very aware of the cold world that we live in and that we have to keep our eyes wide open and to keep a fucking Jeep and to keep your eyes open. And, um, like I said, I've always been like, I'm one person that never fits in really in any room. Uh, people have a heart. I don't fit in. Honestly, I never fit in. I'm not, per, I'm not a person that fits in. I'm what was your first, in. I don't fit in story. And if you want me to share mine to make you more comfortable, I'll do that. Wow. But like, I, like to me, I, I remember. I mean, it goes on still to this day. It goes on from months ago. Finally, right now, I feel like I'm in a, I'm in a fabulous, um, I'm in a fabulous uh, position in my life where the people that just surround me are as rare as I am and that we all get along. And when I say rare, 
because I am, I don't mean that in a fucking way where people think that I think that I'm better than anyone. I don't think that I'm better than anybody. Um, but it has nothing to do with that. Being a fucking unique individual is not always fucking cool. It's stressful. It's like a, it, it, it sucks sometimes because, um, People don't, you don't, sometimes not fitting in is, it sucks, but, but I, but I, but, but I take pride that I am who I am and that I just don't. A lot of people, um, how can I say this? They, they, I'm, they, they look at others around them as resources and not human beings. Therefore, you have to be very careful and watchful of, of people that are around you. This is a very deceptive city. This is a very, de- or this is a very deceitful world. And if you seriously, there's a lot of people, most people walk around sidewalks living their life like this world is perfect and it's really not there's a I'm too self-aware of how cold it really is but it doesn't make me miserable it doesn't make me depressed it doesn't make me uh whatever but it makes me stand out because a lot of people have a hard time accepting the truth of how of how fake this world really is and how fake people are among us and that, and that if you're fitting in everywhere you go, if you, if you are, if you're, if, you, if you're fitting in everywhere that you go, then I, I just question, I just question those people personally. And it's not just being um, nice or like, what's the difference, right? Like if I'm just being no, polite and is, I, though, I go to your house and I hate the food, but I eat it because that's what expected of me. Right. It's not like that's that. Like, that's different. No, that's different. Okay. Um, I've, I've gone through so much betrayal. I've gone, I've been mishandled plenty of times when I put in, you see, I mean, I appreciate you telling, you know, making comments of what you get off my, me being genuine and me being sweet and all of this. I've been, you know, mistreated before putting in those type of efforts into a relationship. So it's like, the 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 betrayal that I faced, um, the people that I thought would never betray me. Period. Uh, when I, it just people really care. People care more about using, or people care more about how people around them can be resourceful to to them more than how. more than the depth of that person as a human being. I, as much as does you that can. Does that make sense? No, it, dude, it hundred percent does. And I'm just curious what your experience was. Not to like talk shit about someone who you feel did you wrong, but when you felt used and you kind of realized that is what I'm curious about. Because that is like an awareness that some people may not realize. That they're in relationships, not because they're loved, but because they're 
they're fucking they're they're a battery in the matrix for a robot <laughs> like like their yeah. whole purpose of being in the relationship <laughs> is so that the other person can drain you of whatever it is whether it's your time your emotion your resources um right. and it i don't know i'm just curious about what is like what was one of your experiences where you recognize that and then how did you get out of that wow um and I'll um, also say you did ask me to challenge you. So don't come to Delaware and slap my bitch ass. Aw, no, never. <laughs> um, wow. It's funny because it's like I'm going through this right now, even just through like a family member, you know? Uh, um, dude, that's the worst, man. I've spoken to so many people. And I'm not trying to cut you off or deflect, but sometimes people want like yeah. um, a little time to think. And I've spoken to, um, there was this uh, one guy, uh, Kid Peligroso, a fucking MMA fighter. He was just on from uh, Philadelphia. And he's, dude, he's the toughest motherfucker I knew on Zoom. And then like, I find out he's the GM of Red <laughs> Robin. And I'm like, you're a fucking MMA fighter looking like you just walked around with Rocky Balboa looking to beat people's asses. And you're like, Red Robin, do you want extra large fries? Can I fill up your soda? Like, that's your job. <laughs> but his brother was an addict and he looks close enough to him where his brother would get arrested, fake IDs, and then not have IDs with him, but give up his, his information. And the dude's fucking getting hauled off to court and he gets like pulled over for whatever, like a failure to put on a turn signal. And he gets hauled off in handcuffs because his brother dropped his identification because his brother was an addict. And he gets into shit like that. He's like, dude, my fucking own brother's using me. This is a guy I'm playing dinosaurs with and building forts yeah. with is fucking turned on me. And like, it's, it's, it's hard because people want to keep loving people in those situations. Yeah, and he was like, exactly. I can't, man. I, I can't dude. Like I basically have to disown you because you've disrespected me so much. And then he had guilt. He was like, my love can't overcome it. And I feel kind of shitty about that. You know, right. So like, I know that's very, that's very true. That that's sad when you kind of come to that realization where it's like, you want to love them, but you realize that your love for them can't overcome and what's actually going on. And it almost, and in his case, it enabled his brother. It allowed his brother yeah. to remain free, to not get help with his addiction and to continue finding drugs. And he was like, dude, I realized like, I just had to, I had to call it. No, I'm not picking you up. No, I'm not giving you $20 fuck you right. stop calling me kind of a thing man like dude i, I just i was in jail last night because of you haha <laughs> ain't funny man <laughs> like it ain't funny we're not cool you know right and yeah i mean as far as <laughs> as far as what it's been for myself um i don't know man it's just something about me i i've had i've had people tell me as well that like when I come into a room before when I come into a room the behavior of everyone in the room has changed prior to when I wasn't in the room so it's like I know that I have this like weird I don't even know what it is honestly I don't do any of it intentionally it's just me I know that I have a I don't even know. Like, I don't think that I'm better than anybody. If anything, I just, well, when people are in my presence, I want them to be, I, I don't, when people see me, I don't want them to see me. I want them to see God. Like, like I said, I'm a, I believe in God <laughs> and that I love, 
I love God and, and I give thanks. I give credit and praise to God all day long. And with, and I have a relationship with him. And when people are in the presence of me, I don't want them to see me. I want them to be reminded of God for their benefit. Is there a, uh, and don't get me wrong. I'm not a completely religious freak. People that know me know that I'm not a completely religious, <laughs> you know, you see my photography, people that know me know that I'm not a completely like a uh, by the book religious freak, but you know, I mean, God I was at Sodom and Gomorrah. So there was some shit going on there. You know, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was wondering though, like, where do you think the spiritual, where does your spiritual religious, um, proclivities no propensities i feel like proclivities might have worked if i was half a, <laughs> if i was half a glass less i feel like i'd have known the right word propensities definitely works um your your spirituality where does that come from oh my god ever since i was like 12 years old that's what you would think about when you were skipping school you're like fuck gym class i'm like <laughs> I'm, a, I'm gonna go meditate in this forest <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I want to go light a candle and meditate and, con and connect to the angels and my spiritual guides. Yeah. And you were like sacrificing um, squirrels, drinking their blood. <laughs> you got it right. You got it. My spirituality is just something that has, where did that come from? I mean, I don't know. It came, it came as it came without me asking for it to come. <laughs> It was just something that was something that I was always channeled into something. I was always, uh, I, I always felt channeled to, um, my soul ever since I was five years old. Like I just knew I used to look at my body as a five-year-old and know that there was something beneath it and that it was like a soul. So I was always, um, uh, I was always super channeled to my spirit. And so I, I got to get to knowing who I was um, from childhood. And, uh, like That's what, why I... Pardon? No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, man. I, I'm just wondering, like, what is... So when people... Th I, when I think of spirituality, I think of, like, morals, right? Right and wrong. If okay. you go Christianity, you got Ten Commandments kind of a thing, right? Okay, no, and but, I'm not like this at all. Oh, right, right. So what I'm wondering is when you're saying channeled into my soul, what is that, like, what is that experience? What does that mean to you that you just have to be what nice? What that means, what that means is questioning everything. <laughs> like That's so anti-God though, isn't it? Right? Like, that's why I'm so interested. Not saying you're wrong at all. Right. But it's right. an awesome, different perspective, man. I, I fucking love it because and questioning this, this world is so corrupted. The way the way that they kind of have the blueprint here that they that they uh, have for uh, the the blueprint that they have for us on God and uh, religion and all of this, it, it's all so corrupted. You mean the and organization so you, and institution where they try to absolutely. take money from you? you know, the, popes and then, are, the popes are the popes are disgusting. Don't get me started on this on yeah. these topics. But don't get me started on the Pope. But um it's all so corrupted. So that's why you have to question everything. God wants the cre the creator wants really us to be aware of how corrupted 
uh, things are in front of our faces and to question everything, even though we're, listen, the organizations and, and, and they, 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 of course they don't want us to question everything, but the real creator wants us to know the truth and to question everything. So we can, uh, because we have the gift of, 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 no, of inner knowing to, to come to terms and to find the truth of, of where we are and why we are here and, 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 and the meaning of, 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 of why we are here. Because really what, what the organizations are going to force upon us to not question is not it. It's not. Yeah, it's compliance, I've, right? It's not fulfillment. Yes. It's a fucking checklist, man. This is what this is what's caused me to be a rebel ever since I was a little girl because I'm I'm just like always I'm just always like nah I'm gonna question everything no thank you like you don't want so, me to question everything I'm gonna question everything <laughs> like 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 uh, you just you just have to you just have to the worst thing that you can do is um, listen rules are good <laughs> rules are good but. The rules that um, rule <laughs> this sick world are not it. You gotta, you have to, you have to have that. Um, you have to have that. You have to like have that connection to your moral compass. I don't believe that people need religion to be connected to their moral compass. Absolutely not. I know like atheists, they're eight and, and they have a better of a moral compass than some Christians. Okay. But you just have to question everything and, 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 and uh, don't just be born into this world and just comply to what it is. Because there's so much more, there's so much more beneath it all that um, is going to make you unhappy to find out, you know, knowing the truth sucks. Just like Tupac says, um, he said, he said once, he goes, God has cursed me with eyes to see the way the world should be. Right. How do you think the world should be for you? What would you be? You're God. Make the world better. Go. <laughs> that is so deep. You don't, that is so deep. Oh my God. That is so deep. Just, there would be just no corruption. Like things, there would just, things would not be so fucking corrupted. Period. Do you, so you really like, and it, it's, it seems like they, there's a trust things, there, right? Like you, you're perfect, worried about manipulated, perfect, being manipulated or right. being taken advantage of. It seems yeah, like being to be manipulated, a being corrupted. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. The best thing that the best thing that this world and this like society, this humanity needs is, um, in my opinion, is Please. for people is is that they they need to take responsibility to every individual to uncorrupt themselves. Everyone is corrupted. I, everyone. 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 And I think 
So what's your corruption to cut you off? Uh, I mean, I guess I was, I guess I'm less now more than before, but my, you know, corruption just, (laughs) when I was gambling (laughs) and, um, lust, um, thinking that like falling, falling for, um, this is funny because if I say this I don't know if you're gonna understand it because it's biblical terms but not fall I you know not fall like like not falling for having the eyes to see the Jezebels in the world and to not fall for it so I mean uh, I'm gonna say it like that leave it at that I'll, I will text you the spelling of Jezebel if you're very intrigued by it and you want to know what I mean by that but you're, you're acting like I, I don't was, have some Old Testament in my background come on now you don't get to 40 without some Old Testament in your background. <laughs> yeah, I'm not... Okay, so okay, so you're not just a cute face. <laughs> right? No. I, like, I, I'm I, just kidding. I, I, listen, I listen to the Old Testament while I lotion. It's what helps. <laughs> it keeps me young, the fear of that shit. <laughs> Although I, I don't... I, I, I obviously remember the name... Jezebel, well, I don't obviously. I remember the name Jezebel. She should. She seduces somebody. I don't remember the book or what went down. Um, she wasn't with David. I know the funniest story for me was like the most godly guy of the time, David, the one who slays Goliath, right? Basically is a peeping Tom and uses his power to then <laughs> rape and impregnate a woman that he sees in a hot tub. Like it sounds like the real world on like in a real twisted way. And I wanted to say wasn't Jezebel that, but no. Sorry, I'm just thinking out loud. What did give me do you do you know the Jezebel context? Jezebel was um a very vile, very polluted, uh, lustful, seductress of a woman. She was like the nurse. She kind of carries the whole narcissistic woman personality. Right. And uh, just super um, narcissistic. And I guess a lot of the, the, a lot of the women today that represent feminine, uh, being a feminist, a lot of women that represent themselves being a fem- feminist to me at the same time are represent, representing themselves as being a Je- Jezebel. Right? Oh, like, I see where you're going with this. You see where I'm going? Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just trying to... Um, yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. Um, and uh, it's just... So, and I, I was Googling and I shouldn't have cut you off. That's piss poor. No, see, Joe, Rogan wouldn't a, Joe Rogan wouldn't have cut a motherfucker off. That's all I'm saying right there. <laughs> Um, Jezebel. Joe Rogan who? Joe Rogan who? Joe who? Joseph? <laughs> Joseph Rogan? Are we t- oh yeah, we're talking the we're talking biblical right now. This is Joseph. Josue? Josue Rogin? Um, that's right. I forgot. Jezebel, not only did she seduce, but she like almost fucked Christianity because she got one of the Old Testament people to like go with the, um, idolatry, got into idolatry, right? 
-hmm. Yahweh from Israel. She purged the prophets. So she did, I don't want to read too much about it, but basically, yeah, she, um, she not only seduced, but she also spiritually misled the people or the men of the Old Testament. Right. And I see a lot of women, I see a lot of this quality of women uh, all over amongst Instagram. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to, They and, and they may come off as innocent. You know, this Jezebel quality of woman doesn't have to be so villain it's not like she's so villainized that you know when you come across her in 2021 you're going to know right off the bat because this quality of woman you may fall for she may appear as like whatever um, she may appear as just very alluring very ench enchanting but uh, she's just polluted actually with with polluted with Ill intentions, Mor apparently. So if Ill, you're yeah, referring Ill, to someone with Jezebel, she's going to lead you off your moral, right. your moral compass. And it, and it could be, be and it, it's because she, it's not even that she's conscious of, of her behavior, but it's the some of the cases it's that she is, but it's also that she's just fully unconscious of her behavior. So that's why, you know, as, as, as like a sexual terminator. Right. And as figures of the world, as figures of the world and uh, noble beings of uh, society, we have to we have the gift of uh, discernment to discern those people among us and to not fall for, for that quality of women. Um, it's men, you know, so I, you said to me, what are things that, you know, I said, uh, you, you asked me, uh, what was corruption for me? You were amazing. Thank you for right. bringing it back. These women, these women to me, uh, they desire to be sexually desired, right? They desire to be sexually. I, I was in a situation not that long, a few months ago, months ago, maybe five months ago or something. A guy was coming on to me where I was just genuinely wanting to be with him as to spend the evening as a friend, as a neighbor. And, uh, he was just so lustful over me. And I said to him, I'm like, yo, I have no desire to be sexually desired. And he looked at me like a deer in headlights. Like he's like, what? Because it's like he just assumes that every woman desires to be sexually desired. Mm. A lot of men do. A lot of men assume that all women desire to be sexually desired. A right? Co couple of drinks in for sure. 100%. You get three in, it's everybody wants don't you dare assume that I desire to be sexually Everybody desired. Everybody wants to be reproduced with, yes. <laughs> Don't you? I do not desire to be sexually desired at all. And he's like, what? And he just kind of looked at me like, aren't you like every other woman? <laughs> Don't all women want to be sexually desired? Oh, yeah, see, I don't think most women feel that way. I don't know what it is about dudes that they get on that level where they think that, because I think it's pretty clear now in society that the majority of women, it's not the physical, it's the emotional that attracts no, them. No, I actually sadly disagree with you. Ooh, I see it's getting worse. In my opinion, I think that I see women, they want, they're wanting to be, they're so showing off their physical and there's no depth to who they are emotionally anymore. I feel like women are so um, showing off this, like, showing off this, like, fake self-love. Full this color. Fake, no this black fake and white. Thank you. 
Amen, sir. Yeah, dude. No, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if, if you're, we're going whatever, all the way back, um, I yeah. guess I'm forcing us to go all the way back, bring it up. But that, that's exactly what popped in my head. Like that's part Thank of the you. vulnerability with the black and white is Thank it's you. exposed, right? It's exposed and yeah. Thank you. No, you, I love it. Makes sense to me. I touch him. I agree. Yeah. That's rare. So do you think it's always been within women to want to be sensual like that? Or do you think society's kind of bringing that out in them? Society's definitely bringing that out in them. Look at the OnlyFans. Oh, dude, dude, I've been, so this is something where I fucked up as a father. This was terrible. I follow a couple OnlyFans people and I tweet at them all the time. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. No, 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 not, not for that reason. I don't subscribe, but I want them on the podcast. I want to fucking understand. I want to know more about your empowerment and understand your angle. Cause like if it was my daughter, it's the whole Chris Rock line, right? Like my one job as a father is to keep my daughter off the pole. Like that's, that's my goal. You are, you are more, you are more than a subjective thing to please someone else. It's okay. If you want to seek pleasure, that's cool. Hopefully you do that with someone who appreciates you. (laughs) And it's like that consensual melding of we're pleasing each other. I don't know if this is too deep. Shiloh, I'm sorry that we got into this baby girl, but what I'm saying is I followed some (laughs) of them on Twitter. That's my daughter's name. I followed them on Twitter because I tweet at them because I want to understand the perspective. How do you get there? Like, like why right. is this your best way to make a living kind of a thing? And it, it's amazing to me that that's a thing. And I, I, man, God, I, I just, I just think of it. I, I don't know like that that's naturally in a woman because I feel like if it's naturally in a woman, it's naturally in a guy and then the world would be overpopulated from like an evolutionary standpoint. <laughs> like it can't be in both species because the world's fucked. All the resources are going to be gone. That's where my mind goes. Very interesting. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> it's, very, it's very sad to me that I see. <laughs> Never forget I was at a party once. Uh, what was it, like 2018? I was at a friend's house and there was a woman there that came. It's like a house party. And uh, she, how old was she? She was like 25, 26 or 27 or something like this. Maybe 25, 26. And uh, my guy friend was telling me, yeah, you know, she's a dancer. Um, I'm not judging dancers. I know in my, I, you know, I have a lot of, I know ex-dancers. I don't judge women that were exotic dancers, period. But in my opinion, if this girl in particular just started dancing at 25 years old, and to me, I thought to myself, okay, I can understand wanting to get into that kind of game um, when you're younger, but if you're 25, 26 years old, and you don't have the wisdom and the maturity and the strong head, of your head on your shoulders to want to do better for yourself at such an age. You're in your mid-20s, you're going to be, and then come 30. So I confronted her, and this, and I'm someone I at know. At a party? Girl. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a fucking buzzkill. Oh my God. Why are you with that person? Oh, that's <laughs> I, I, I was talking to her and I, like I said, I know a lot of ex strippers. I do. And, um, like I said, I, I'm not one to judge, but if you're getting into it as an early bloom or as a late bloomer, <laughs> I think you deserve to be fucking dumbed down a bit and, and woken the fuck up about, and you deserve to kind of have somebody like me question what the fuck you're doing at, at such a grown up mature age. <laughs> Like, if you want to get into that kind of a field and make those type of mistakes, you're allowed to make those mistakes when you're young and dumb, but yeah. not when you are at uh, a particular age where you should be grown out of that by now. Your brain is fully developed. <laughs> so I confronted her and it got heated. Wait, was there like jello? Was there jello and mud involved? My, some, no, I'm just kidding. That was terrible. Sorry. Some of my best friends, some of my best, you know, friends are ex exotic dancers. But but like I just can't imagine 25 years old, 26 years old and deciding to do that. I can understand you being corrupted and naive at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and wanting to try it out. But the fact that you're 25, 26, um, and that's what you're choosing to do. What was her response when, when, you, asked, when you asked her about it? <laughs> when you she confronted was, her? <laughs> she didn't get, you know, she, she was listening to me. She was a little bit upset, but, um, you know, it didn't really, um, it didn't really blow up too explosively. I think that she, at the end of the day, she did uh, consider what I was telling her, and and even though it was uncomfortable for her to hear, that she understood that because my intentions were good, my intentions were not malicious or to make fun of her, to belittle her. I was actually coming to, I was coming from a place of like motherhood in any way, like, like as her, like it was very genuine. Like I, like I was not in any way trying to make her feel bad, but it's like, I, I was just trying to tell her, um, you're too late. <laughs> I was trying to tell her you're too late to make these stupid mistakes, honey. Why does the you age know what matter I mean? to you? No, I'm curious. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I am curious. Like, why Why not do it at 25? Like, go get it, girl. Get it while you can. Why not? I don't know. I just think that, I don't know. I think, um, like I said, I don't judge anybody, but I think that... By a certain age, you should be grown out of, um, you should be, you should be grown, grown out of desiring particular things. And I just think sometimes things, you're too late for some things. And that, you know what, you're not allowed to make such stupid, poor choices now. Like, it's not cute. It's not as cute as you think it is. 
So you didn't see it as like a money maker. You saw it as like an attention grabber. And I, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I saw but. I saw it as like, no, I don't see it as a money grabber. I don't see it as a survival thing. It's like at the end of the day, um, it's not natural. We we weren't listen. Women were not born to be desired in this way. You don't we, think? Women were, oh, I women disagree. Were not, I disagree completely. Listen, there hold there on, are hold on. so many. I'm sorry. Yes, you are the guest. I should be more polite. Go ahead. <laughs> hold on. I was about to get listen. all genetic and bring up peacocks and gophers and all okay. sorts of. But yes, you know what? Ahead. If you want to bust out wildlife to me and prove <laughs> me wrong, you can do that all day long. Because you know what? I always listen to wildlife. <laughs> it's, it's, it's evolution. It's genetics. But no, go ahead. Tell me why I'm wrong. I was just going to say that I think that like human, like, uh, like as a human, as a woman that like from birth, that like we're, we're, we weren't brought on this earth to be, uh, lusted or to, to be desired sexually in my eyes, in my opinion, I, we were yeah. brought, we, we, we were meant to be, um, valued and appreciated not not sexually desired for and then with the value and appreciation comes the reward of sexual desire sexual yeah. fulfillment okay yeah and that's what i yeah. was going for and i, yeah, I wasn't not, i wasn't not, trying not, to objectify not, at all i agree no, with you. i believe you i'm not no i yeah. i get you <laughs> no yeah and I, I i guess what i was like kind of goofing about is women are lustful i don't know if it's by their own choice and maybe even lustful is like a trigger word but there's an evolutionary thing about reproduction where there's mm -hmm. something in our spirit, apparently with dudes, where they just want to spread their seed. And they're just mm -hmm. like buckshot, hoping to reproduce. Mm -hmm. And there are qualities within the opposite sex, and I guess within any sex nowadays, that like makes you attracted to them. Where I worry is like if that's your sense of value is just in being the center of attention, just in being the object of sexual desire. If that's it, mm -hmm. that's like objectified. And I, that can't be fulfilling. That can't be good for your self-esteem. And I thought that's where kind of you were going. And that's where my mind went was like 25, 26, like girl at, at 30, 31, you're going to lose your identity. It's almost like a varsity basketball player or athlete who leaves high school. And then like, what the fuck else are you, man? <laughs> like, what else can you offer society now? You're like, hey, ain't nobody coming to the gym to see you. Now you're 19. What, what the fuck are you doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's pretty much how I how I how I how I look at it. I know, and it, like, listen though, I'm not a judgmental woman, but I am uh, a checker. I think it's okay to challenge and check. Hey, have you thought right. about this? I have my exactly like yeah. have you discerned this? Yeah, like maybe, like, maybe no one like, in your life has told you this. Maybe maybe you don't have a, yes. a mentor in your life to be like, whoa! It, it's almost like it's almost like if you had an alert on your phone, like it's two a.m. Like when we get done with this pod, I get done with this bottle, I probably should not text, right? Like don't 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 send the two a.m. text, Sean. Just just fucking go to bed, man. And you need that little voice, right? That that career choice in this instance voice of, girl, have you thought all this out? 
you sure you want this kind of pictures out there? Are you sure you want this kind of reputation and image that goes along with it out there? Hello? It's hey. okay that you were super upset by my views. <laughs> can you hear me? I can. Don't <laughs> act like you didn't get all pissed off and just stomped off. I heard your footsteps. It's fine, man. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? Why would I get upset with anything that you said? Well, I know you have no hatred in your heart. Um, You're crazy. No, not at all. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I was here in my bedroom and uh, I was watching you. You know. There it is. <laughs> Next thing you know, you froze. Uh, okay. No, yeah. You, um, it's funny. Normally, you got to like let people back on a Zoom. Um, but you were able to pop right back in. I was alone. Okay, I was, good. I was alone in my room watching myself as well, which, <laughs> which is always, which I gotta be honest, thanks to the lotioning, it's just a great fucking time. It's, it's You're so funny. You killed, you killed me when you said, what did you say? You're, you, you lotion yourself while doing what? While reading the fucking Testament? Old Testament. <laughs> Old Testament. It's what? <laughs> I lotion my body. It was actually a lie. I just have the Old Testament on Audible, so I listen to it. Although I like to say well, that I, I read it <laughs> so that I sound more intelligent. But <laughs> really, it's just me, me and my Sono speakers. I'm impressed. <laughs> Can you imagine oh the fucking psycho I would be if I lotioned with while listening to the Old Testament? <laughs> oh my god! Oh dude. god! That's like Silence of the Lambs, too. What is this? That I is like be, the funniest vision I could ever dude, get. I would be... Are you familiar with Silence of the Lambs? I don't want to be like cultural or... You know what? Did I watch this movie? I w no, I heard about it. I don't know if I watched it. No. Have you not watched... Okay, so I, I don't know if it's the cinema photography of the Joker, <laughs> but the Hannibal Lecter, it's almost like the anti-hero, one of the original anti-heroes where you understand... And like them, even though they're completely despicable. Okay. So, so if you haven't, you should. But then there's this other, even worse guy named Buffalo Bill, and he has this line about lotion. So when we we're giggling, my mind turned into if I was the guy that lotions and listens to the Old Testament, I would be like <laughs> Buffalo Bill's father. I would be the dude that spawned <laughs> Buffalo Bill and all that he did. I can't believe you haven't watched Silence oh, of the Lambs, dude. No, I did watch Silence. Uh, yeah, no, I did. The Silence yeah, of the Lambs. Yeah, Hannibal Lecter, Jodie Foster. Yes, I did watch it. I watched it like a few months ago. Oh my God, you were so Actually. young. Yeah. yeah, I watched it a few months ago. It is a very interesting movie, and you're right, the cinematography in this film is quite interesting. It's it, it shot... It, again, it's not at that level of the Joker. I don't know if they get the light. And no. who, who am I to fucking talk like I know this shit? But like the lighting and the just the the sharpness and the mm -hmm. the willingness to take risks with new angles for the Joker and stuff like that. Newer movies, obviously, things evolve. But just the close-ups and the intimacy mm -hmm. within Silence of the Lambs that they make you feel like you're in all these deep conversations to me was right. so, um, was intense. Yeah, I watched that movie for the first time, I'm going to say like three, four months ago, maybe four months ago. 
How did that come up? Just popped up in your Netflix? Popped up with a friend that I was hanging out with and we decided to watch it. Gotcha. Um, Homeboy was trying to get you to cuddle. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, good times, good times. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I want to go back to Jezebel just for a moment. And Mm -hmm. because you stomped off like a petty little child because I was making such (laughs) great points and you didn't want to hear them. Um, you had, thank you for laughing instead of being upset by that. You had said something which I did want to get to, and I appreciate. I, I I think the Jezebel perspective for women is like valid, but you had said yourself like you were falling for Jezebels, and I wanted to like get more on that, understand more about this. Um, the or, thing it can come off as like. Um, the Jezebel spirit can kind of, um, I wouldn't say that I, I wouldn't say that I was fully corrupted into it, but I am fully aware of my responsibility to be, um, my responsibility to, to protect myself, to be fully, um, absorbed in 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 that quality of woman and to become that kind of quality of woman and the thing about this quality of woman um, oh. there's also male version to it right there's also the opposite and um just very deceptive and these type of this type of quality of woman can really come off as um harmless she she can come off as fun she she can come off as um a complete amusement park (laughs) for you and like an innocent contortionist right um when really she can be so uh just poor quality to your soul and to be of no compliment of you at all whatsoever because she's just so corrupted by she's just very narcissistic very um i'm not for the self-love movement like i don't know if you see on your instagram but you know on instagram that's it's all about like there's this whole self-love movement movement going on all over and yes. i think it's all bullshit i think it's all crap I yeah think- educate me on that I, i'm completely unfamiliar it's sad that I know about OnlyFans, but I don't know about self-love. Because I feel like if you if you know about OnlyFans, you're all about self-love because that's the point of OnlyFans. But maybe um, Yeah, I've not heard of self-love movement. <laughs> you're killing me. Okay. It's, it's sad that it's, I know about OnlyFans, but I don't know about dude, self-love. Dude, there's like, they're fucking such corny ass dad jokes. Like, that's the beauty of it, right? Like, that's, I'm totally in my lane. It's like, yeah, I know about OnlyFans. Got a couple on Twitter. Don't subscribe. Don't have a handle. Please believe me. Nah, tell me more about self-love. Sounds interesting. And then all of a sudden, there's like 22 viruses on my phone. My bank account's getting hacked. <laughs> I'm on the dark web alone. <laughs> in a well. <laughs> oh, dark web. Oh, my God. Um, 
the self-love movement is just, it's so corrupted on, on its own. If you think about it, it makes so much money a year. What is People it? People are... It's just like, um, like it's just like self. You know how people are always engaged in, in um, <clears throat> wanting to, wanting to kind of. How can I say this without it coming off? Like I make myself look fucking stupid for, because <laughs> it's 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 like a it's it's a weird type of point that I'm trying to make, but the whole self love movement is. Like a million dollar freaking industry because there's so many gurus, there's so many public speakers, there's so many books oh, about shit. about That's where it's like so it's like you keep on you keep on reading the you, you keep on reading these books, you keep on listening to these public speakers, you keep on listening to these gurus and subscribing, and you keep on giving all these people money. Life coaches. It's fucking life, life coaching. Thank you. Life oh, coaches. Oh dude, yeah, thank I had to you. fucking go dude, I feel like I'm a part of the self-love movement now. I have to show you this one documentary. It was it was just so life-changing for me. It's all a bullshit scam. And and um, <clears throat> they want you to kind of uh, always stay in that place of like always wanting to give self-love to yourself because it benefits them because uh, they make a lot of money out of that. Uh, yeah, because they just their, talk you through. With their coaches and all of this, right? It goes into so much stuff. Some people really fall for it. Oh, it's just so corrupted. Dude, it's borderline influencers, man. Right. Like, like right. they're, they're just trying to peddle you. They have the answer. And really all it is, is just somebody who wants to, like, if it was true, like if it was a true movement, it would just be you talking to someone who was close in your life to like get over some shit. It's counseling, but for some reason they like monetize it. That's terrible. All right. Makes sense. Yeah. You, you, you explained it really well there in like a nutshell. It's so, terrible that I, I equated it with OnlyFans. That's so <laughs> terribly perverted. The fuck? I'm I a horrible still, person. I'm going to obsess over that statement you made. I'm going to be... <laughs> so get, get, get back focused. Save me. I need you to save me right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> so why, why does this self-love thing, what sticks in your craw about that? Okay, so back to the whole like... Uh, so that Jezebel personality disorder that I see amongst all all over among society of and all over Instagram, um, they 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 try to mask their polluted. Um, they try to mask their polluted spirit with I you know. I just love myself. I just love myself. Like I'm just all about self-love. Like I just, I have confidence and people hate on me for having confidence. I just love myself. I just love myself. Right. That's how they, ma that's how they mask. Your body right? shaming. I'm just, I'm just an empowered woman and I just love myself. This is what I mean. Like I just try to, when people are around me, um, which makes people uncomfortable with the fact that I, I'm always just, I'm, I have like a, I have like this like gifted discernment and I use that wisely and I, and, and I'm fortunate. I'm not a judgmental person, but I'm always kind of 
uh, using my discernment um, among others um, be- wisely. And um, you, ha- you have to really, really, really have your eyes open and, 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 and understand that judging another, judging the person in front of you, judging people around you, discerning others around you doesn't make you, um, uh, it does not make you um, a judgmental bad person. It makes you a fucking wise person to discern others around you. People nowadays are so, um, they don't allow themselves to, to discern others. Yeah, fear of um, stereotyping because, or offending. Yeah, or offending, right, fear yeah. of offending others Dude, or it's a, even fear of... Or fear of being disliked. Some people they yeah. want. Some people it's like I want to be liked so much that I'm not that I'm gonna just like yes, accept ma'am. everyone around me. Yeah. No, I'm not about. Like I always say, like I like I I I really um uh I give credit to the person in the room that isn't afraid of being disliked. Like so, I really love that. I love that person in the room that is not afraid of being disliked because that person is gonna be real, like. Um, yeah, they're a truth seeker, right? It's, it's right. not about placating, it's more about the idea. And so I struggle with that too, because I hear that shit at work. Again, this is maybe old man talk, but like, it's like, dude, you're just so blunt. Dude, you just say what's on your mind. Like, can't, can't you politic or play the game? And I'm like, what the fuck for? Right, like, what are we doing? Can, can we not just express our thoughts and not be offended? I got to worry about your emotions and thoughts. They should be separate. Like, can, can, can we philosophize? Maybe I'm a, what did you say you were a Virgo or a Libra? Maybe I'm one Virgo. of those. Yeah. So maybe I'm a Virgo too. Philosophize. And like, <laughs> and like, can we just get into fucking thoughts without worried about emotions and offending each other and realize I'm not coming at you. I'm coming at the thought. Mm-hmm. Right. It's right, okay to come right. at a thought. The thought isn't you. Right. Cause if the thought is shit, I hope you're intelligent enough to change it. Right? I hope you're not stuck in your ways enough to change it. Um, that's interesting. The Jezebel personality disorder and people being scared to call others on it for fear. Retribution. Yeah. Dude, it reminds me of a Chris Rock, another Chris Rock line. It was like, it's a stereotype for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> and like, if you're sitting on a car hood and you're bent over and you're in a thong, like, it's hard for me to be like, that's woman empowerment. It's it's hard yeah. for me not to go with like, you're being used by some man to create lust for profit. It's like a bondage. Some kind of bondage over that woman. She's under some sort of bondage to allow herself to be this way and to think that's okay. Why does this matter to you so much? Why are you passionate about this? Huh. Hmm. Why aren't you a pimp? Just fucking use them. Sell them. Photograph them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I usually could be. Believe me. I bet, dude. In a fucking city. Like, especially. I got, I got, I got that. Um, I got that. Uh, I, yeah. No, I have that, like, leader instinct about me where I could definitely run a gang like that for sure. But I choose not to. <laughs> Simply because... Um, that is not, that, 
that is not, um, like I said, it's polluted, it's corrupted, and I'm all about humble grounds. I want women, I want, I want, I want the quality of women around me to always be um, connected to who, uh, the humble individual that they are. And uh, if I encourage that type of uh, behavior, that type of, um, if I encourage women to act this way, then I'm not encouraging them to at all whatsoever to um, stand on their own humble territory. And, and, uh, that's really not who really people are really at the end of the day. That's just a, that's just like a corrupted, um, it, I care so straws, right? I, 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 I care, I care more about, um, protecting people from like corruption more than anything. And a lot of people, a lot of people are, um, corrupted. And they don't want to believe that they are, or they are they're unaware that they are, and that makes me sad. Um, Just goes back to that know. spirituality thing, huh? Right, and Just you know, back it. to my back to my gambling days. Dude, you know, you it takes you know everything days. that I speak about. It's because it's like I it takes one to know one, right? And I have no problem saying that. It takes one to know one. And, um, everything that I speak about, it's because like, it's like, I, I know that I, I stepped in those shoes and I walked in them. So I don't, I, I don't, um, really like to talk about or have passion, passionate feelings or opinions about anything that I, that I, that I didn't um, step in those shoes and walk in. So, gotcha. um, I'm, I'm just not, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I know, I understand that you and I, can both be corrupted without, without having, without accepting that we are and without admitting that we are without being aware that we are. And, and, and people just, if, and people don't want to know themselves enough to, to know that they are corrupted. Look think, at, look at the people so? that run the world. Oh, stop. Don't look go, at, to, don't go some... to the world. Just, just stay in our little moment right now. It's just yeah. so overwhelming the whole people who are in charge of rules and government, like they're, they're right. so fucking twisted. I, I, yeah, they're so corrupted. Yeah. And, and like same the way that I face you, Sean and my clients is the same way that I would face them. No differently. Like, like I just, I just, you know, it's literally the same type of, it's the same thing. And, and, um, I just, would really want to, um, how can I say this? Have them, like I said, a lot of people are corrupted with, and they don't even have, they can't accept that they are, that they are. They don't want to believe yeah. that they are. They, they don't have where with me, the greatest kind of like a, achievement that I've made uh, on my spiritual journey is that being f fully accepting of where I was corrupted because when I was able to be fully accepted of where I was corrupted, I was able to uncorrupt myself. 
you're if you're corrupted if you're in those people that run the world even the pope they're disgustingly corrupted if you're able to 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 um accept that you are corrupted then then you're able to recover from it and to do and to and to do better and and to and to and and to choose wisely with how you how you um overcome that dude you never told me like i know exactly when i um became aware that i was corrupted but i, I <laughs> it's it, it's funny like as you say that like it was almost like me realizing like dude you're fucking sleazy you may want to change because you're not going to be happy right. with yourself being this way um what was your moment i've asked you for a bunch of moments you keep dodging me i gotta be honest itza Really? Keep, yeah, dude, you're very elusive. You're what am I? I am a I'm a three-legged cheetah. Is it cheetah? <laughs> yes, I'm a three-legged cheetah. No, wait, wait, wait. No. What would be better for Canada? I am a I'm a unhorned moose going after What's another Canadian animal aside from a moose? This is a terrible <laughs> analogy. I'm completely fucked. Like a maple leaf? So I'm an unhorned moose trying to eat a maple leaf that can't... No, that's terrible. Anyway, what I'm, what I'm saying is like um, I've tried a bunch of times to get you pinned into a corner with telling me one of these stories and you're just fucking slippery, man. Not that it's bad. But so here's where that takes me. Either tell me a story about when you realized when you came to this awareness of corruption or explain to me how you got so wise not being in school. Because really what you're doing is showcasing how how much of a waste of time school is for people to actually mm -hmm. be educated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hmm. Sorry, that was super long way to ask because I got lost in my own analogy. In, in the corner I go, oh my goodness, in the corner I get shoved. I know. And, uh, so I was trying for a trigger word there in full disclosure because I wanted to. No, I was just kidding. No, I'm curious. Like, so for me, and I guess let's go with this. So my awakening of corruption was this. I was um, a business major originally. I'm a teacher. I'm a middle school teacher. I'm a basketball coach. I'm a reading specialist. I really love helping kids. I love helping That's kids nice. who feel like they suck at something to help them realize mm -hmm. you don't suck. You just don't know how to do it yet. Let me help you know how to do it. Then you're going to feel awesome. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's unmatched in humans. Like, dude, everyone sucks at something just because they read better than you read. Doesn't mean they're more intelligent. Doesn't mean you're mm -hmm. more dumb. It just means yeah. they have this no. skill. Let's identify what's keeping you from getting there. Do you want to get there? Cool. Let's work. You'll get there. You're going to kick their ass because you have two skills. They have one. Like I love that kind of kid. I was maybe 20 years old. I was going to be a business major because I grew up working in restaurants and I was in an accounting class and I realized like it was 8.35 in the morning. I was on my first cup of coffee. I just like whatever, like settled the black and red columns. And I fucking woke up and I was like, holy shit, I'd have to fire four of the people that I work with. And it's mm. Christmas. It's fucking December. And I'm mm. going to fire these people because I need to pick numbers over them. And here's the corrupt part. Part of me was like, 
I could fucking do it and make a ton of money. Like, I understand. I get the game. Mm -hmm. It's so simple. Squeeze the margins, right? It's all about profits. But And I was like, I, I can't, man. I don't want to go to bed. I can't go to bed firing someone before Christmas because I got to get a profit. And I was like, fuck that. I'm going to get into teaching. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to pick people over numbers. And that's almost yeah. been like a very, um, it, it's been a watershed moment for me. It really like drove my life and my choices. I, I like the way you said that. I'm going to pick people over numbers. That's trademark. I like that. That's trademark. That's mine, yeah. not yours. Don't take it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you should, you should definitely take that. <laughs> yeah. People over percentages, I feel would like sound better. It flows mm -hmm. a little better. I like people over numbers, but, um, but yeah, like, so that was my moment and I'm curious with your, with your passion and with your fervor, like you have to have a moment where you came to this realization. I know. But if you don't want to share it, that's cool. You could just sing a song. I know. I know. What, but what can I say? Um, what can I say? Well, hey, I would say that um, what escaped me from corruption was leaving school. I'm sorry, and I say that unapologetically. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> I think, dude, I'm so interested because, again, you didn't tell me when you left school and you don't have to, I'm, I'm not trying to like force that into you, but you're so high school, high school, right? So you're so thoughtful and you're so well-spoken. You're fucking eloquent, man. Like you have a bunch of words, you sound well-read. And when you think of high school dropout, you think stupid, can't express themselves. Right. That's just, that's stupid to me. Oh, <laughs> you know right? how many people, you know how many people I meet, they finished, university or they finished college and they graduated and um no. there's no way i could you know i could never i could never have a conversation with these people for more than like five seconds no perspective because no perspective they just yeah they're just so they're all they know is um what they've been programmed to know mm. so i escaped from that programming that I escaped from that programming. I escaped from that. But listen, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to like, I'm not, I'm not fully against uh, education. I was going to say, like, you feel that, like you're worried that you're coming off as some like anti school. No, person. I'm not right. And I'm not, all I know is like, if, if there's, you know, someone out there, like if there's a young student right now, 16, 17, 18 years old, that, um, is having a, a, you know, is felt the way that I felt and is having the desire to uh, leave. I, like if I had a, if, if, you know, one day if I have children and my children have the same effect um, with schooling the way that I did, I would fully support them. But if they didn't and they had no problem going to school every day and they, and they, they didn't face the challenges that I faced, I would enforce them out of school. <laughs> Say you sit your little ass right. there and you and you graduate. You know, but if but it but you know I I I. Um... You had said that earlier, man, which was interesting, and I, I can't remember 
I don't want to go back through all the notes, um, but it was okay. something like you almost wished that you were someone who didn't realize school wasn't for you, or you were jealous of people who weren't, who didn't realize the school rules kind of sucked. And I thought that was super I, interesting. Yeah I, yeah, I was jealous. Like I was jealous of like people that felt so comfortable there. Yeah, and I was fair. jealous. I was jealous of people that they didn't have, that they weren't aware that they were forced to be there. Yes. So, dude, tell me the last day. Can I get that story from you? Like, do you the just... The last what? The last day. Like, the last day you were actually in a school okay, building. So what made I you was, decide I was six, never going I was 16 years old. I was 16. And I... Um, we had a meeting at uh, the, the district school board. And that's a whole, like, separate building. Um, Holy shit. You went to the school board? Yeah, you fucking gangster. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, Holy, me and my dad. Holy shit, dude! What did you do to go before the school board? That's... Because like they saw that I, you know, I was in grade nine and that I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, let's say, showing up for attendance any longer, and I just knew that like I needed to sign off. <laughs> And so we booked an appointment because I think like to, to officially uh, drop out in, at that time, it's like you, you need to go through a meeting with the school board and they have to kind of do, you have to do, you know, signature some papers so they um, accept you as like, a, you're no longer attending yeah, high school. You withdraw and, yourself. Right, exactly. So it was me and my father, we showed up to the meeting. And uh, it was really, really, really funny because who was at the meeting was my middle school principal. My middle school principal ended up not working anymore for that middle school. And she got a job at the Toronto District School Board. So it was interesting that she saw it was like me, my dad, her and like two other women or but people and um so it's like yeah you know <laughs> she already knew me from middle school and um the meeting went very easy breezy to be quite honest with you it was maybe five to ten minutes short and uh it was basically like all right we, we understand that we're here that we're here today because you are uh, wanting to make an agreement that you want to leave and are you sure that you want to go through this decision and I'm like yep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like okay sign here and I'm like done it's amazing <laughs> that your like your dad's not even fighting you on that did you have no. to convince him at all? Or he just knew you were that no. kind of spirit? No, I knew that like, not at all. And I, and I, uh, not at all, not at all. And, um, and I'm not trying to talk shit on him to be clear. If dad, no, listens. dad nobody good can job talk, for you. Nobody can, nobody can talk shit on my father. I have the yeah. best father in the universe. If you ask me, I think that, um, that's what matters. I think that, um, I really admire that my dad, um, always admired right back 
um, that I go my own path and in that um, embraced your spirit, man. That's yeah, embrace yeah, embraced my yeah. spirit and, and and even embraced me breaking the rules. You know, even 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 when um, it's challenged him at times, or even pissed him off at times. Right. Um, I guess but yeah, I that's love, where I was thinking. Everything about my everything about like um, this is what this is what I mean about sharing my story that it's a little bit difficult for me because it can be offensive to people because my whole entire story is so untraditional where typically people's uh, stories are more tra- more tradition traditional than mine um, but I've just followed a very untraditional. Uh, way of life and uh, people are either threatened by it or offended by it but um, I encourage it and 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 like honestly all all I have to say is so be it (laughs) like so so be it so it is written so it is done <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it is done. Like, shit. Dude, like I, I just like my mind goes to the car ride, or I don't know if you're living in a city, like to the walk with you and your dad, knowing that you're gonna like sign these papers to just dip out of school, and that's what I'm right. super curious about. Like the those because again I, I've got an 11 year old so I, what I'm doing is I'm appreciating the moments that I have to steal with her mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine her at 16 and trying to like get a moment you know mm-hmm. and that's where my mind goes is did you have was there some sort of moment of influence where your dad's supporting trying to help you understand something trying to make you realize the counter argument or were you just like with some fucking ear pods or earbuds or whatever. And you, were like the, you were like the emo girl just walking with your hood up <laughs> going to school. No, it was more like my dad was leaving me alone to have full trust and faith in my decision. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's gutsy. Mm-hmm. That had to be so scary for him. Have you spoken to him about how he felt at that time? No. God, I'd be so petrified. No, and, um, you know, now that you asked me that, maybe I'm a little bit, like, interested in asking him now. Um, but no, I never really asked him that. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll probably ask him now. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I just think of a father's love. Like, all I want to do for my daughter is support her. I want you to be happy, right? Like, that's my number one goal. I'm going to bust my ass for you to get what you want and be happy and support you. And I'm going to try to, like, steer you in what I've learned is right. Although it might not be your right. And that's, I guess, where I'm coming from is the curiosity of like, he had to be worried, right? Like I, I would assume, cause it's so untraditional, you would have to be so worried, but at the same time, you want your little girl to be loved and supported, you know, to be empowered. Yeah. And that was very empowering for me. I and I think, and, 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 um, my parents were always very empowering with every, with every move or I made or with every choice that I made. Um, they always drink. Yeah. 
definitely. I'm, I'm thankful that they support empowering me in, in, <laughs> in the most untraditional circumstances. Is there another untraditional circumstance aside from the school thing? Oh, of course. <laughs> no, thank you. I see your smile. No. <laughs> All, right. All right. Would have been more polite if you'd have been like, fuck off. But okay. I got it. All right. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Those slippery ass generalities that you speak of, just so you know, no shade. I understand. It's a privacy thing. Um, have you felt like you've opened up? I know that was something we were like, kind of definitely speaking about. This is you opened up. Oh my God, <laughs> man. You're a fucking vault. Like if you picture the safe with like the three, like, Turn to the right, turn to the left, turn to the right. I feel like we haven't even gotten the first number yet. Like, I'm still wondering, like, did I hear the click when I hit eight? Or do I keep turning and hear the click when I hear, you're like, so 42? <laughs> like, it's the first time. It, you're, you're a fucking, you're a stuck locker in a middle school. Where the what kids. am I going to do? What am I to do, Sean? Specifics. That's it specific but you don't like rules so i feel like if i tell you specifics you're like great let me stay with the generalities because you don't like to be told what to do <laughs> that's interesting all right so you do feel like you opened up a little bit huh you feel like you're a little vulnerable big time no way <laughs> wow I know, dude, I don't mean to like shit on your emotions. I'm so sorry. But like, I, I, I guess here's why I'm You're saying it. You're killing me. Here's, here, here's why I'm saying it. Because I guess I think like, dude, you really must not talk to anybody about this shit. Like if, if like, wow, man. You're honestly making me cry. <laughs> It's good, it's, good, it's good for podcasting, I guess. Have people in tears. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. Well, oh, I'm so scared to say your name again because it's been Melissa. so long. No, don't. Oh, you ruined it. I wanted to see. I had to. Oh, Melissa. Thank you. Um. <laughs> All right, Melissa. Let's. Um. And I, I want you to make this a story, man. Take it any direction you want, okay? Okay. Take as long as you want. I don't know if you're as deep into your drink as I am into mine, but... I am. Okay. I've been enjoying it. <laughs> been enjoying it. So take it in any direction you want. Be creative. Have fun. Okay. And most likely, or I guess most importantly, open the vault. I'm sorry. That was my um, school psychologist coming out me. Though I'm not certified, I strive yeah. to be one. Um, school counselor, I guess. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Melitza, mm -hmm. can I get your best first for last? We've saved the best first for last. Sponsored by Abstinence. Waiting makes it worthwhile. My best first? 
Don't say it with that tone, young lady. Just kidding. <laughs> my best first for last. Like, my best first in general. Like, the first thing that comes to mind. Take it um, any way you want. So, I always love... I, I feel like towards the end of the podcast, I guess the one thing... So, I... I I've got to admit, I did lie to you. I apologize. You said, do I have any like preordained questions? This is the one like question I always try to end the pod with. Yeah. Because I feel like when you're getting to know somebody, you get to hear a bunch of really cool first times, first experiences, mm-hmm. first stories. So this will be the last thing on the pod um, that people will get to know about you. My best first. <sighs> um. Honestly, um, just this, I, I won't be surprised if you get this often, but this was an, an amazing first. Do you get this all the time? Um, now you're playing to my ego. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> um, actually, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> you're just placating me. Um, no, seriously. I don't know. This is I... one of my best firsts. Really? Okay. It was. Cool. But no, Definitely. it's supposed to be a story for people to get to know about you. So like, do you want to go into a couple minutes of how awesome it was for me just to like crack jokes and make awkward ass analogies? I guess you could do that. But like, <laughs> thank you for the compliment. Number one, I appreciate it. This was a great best first. Absolutely. Like, like honestly, you gave me this whole thing gave me a really um blushing uh memorable uh joyful experience for life and i and um i'm just super appreciative and thankful for it and you're like you're a really great individual yourself you're a very great man yourself and um yeah man you know Keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> you were like, yeah, man. Keep up the good work. <laughs> this is so... I, no, really. It's my fault. It's my fault because I said take it in any direction you want. So literally, I've got to re restructure how I introduce it's hard for, it, that's a weird question for me because I am not someone that like hangs on to the past and memories like if you ask me what I did 24 hours ago I'm probably not going to remember like I let things go quickly I'm every 24 bullshit, hours dude. it's no, gone that's I let, bullshit. It, I let them that's go. bullshit you know so, dude you have been formed by experiences there's no way you can deny that you've gone through things that make you you And that's part of what I love trying to get to know about people is like experiences you go through because if it's, if it's something cool, we can giggle and laugh about it and like (laughs) share the story and like, dude, I heard this great fucking story kind of thing. If it's something like deep, meaningful, it's almost like, wow, let me consider how I would react and go about in that situation, you know? So I'm going to call a little bit of, bullshit Bullshit. yeah because you're acting like oh 24 hours ago you got a bunch of firsts in your life that were forks in the road robert frost is my poetry guy i always go to Mm -hmm. two roads in the woods and like it's a thing 
you're a thinker. There's no way you don't think about shit and decisions and no, where yeah. you are and situations that have led you there. You're not wrong. You like hearing that, don't you? <laughs> no, it's just like, I, I, I like the counter argument starting of, you're not wrong, but I ain't fucking telling you anything. Like, that's what I was waiting on. No, I really answered that question as, as, as in depth as I could in the most like genuine, honest way, because um, if this wasn't a best first experience, I wouldn't have, you know... I wouldn't have said that said right. that it was. I wouldn't have stated that it was. And it really genuinely was. I'm just, I am answering your question in the most, like, I can only be genuine. And I'm only answering your, I'm so sorry. But no, I'm don't, sorry dude, you're don't. I, I don't want to get you. I'm sorry if you're God. disappointed. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I don't want to. Um... I really am sorry if you're disappointed. But, like, I really answered that in the most, like, uh, genuine way that I felt no, it's very that nice. I, I appreciate it, honestly. Maybe it's because... This, this really was the best first experience. Just that's it. Like, I'm... That is it. That's so... Man. I'm just so interested in your vault. <laughs> <laughs> one day. Maybe off the record. One day, Melita. Maybe um, one day. Maybe one day, man. Maybe one day again. Maybe one day again, we'll do a second episode. We'll yeah. do a second episode with you another time. Dude, I'm I'm getting to that point, man, where I'm kind of uh not like cycling back like I um like in desperation kind of a thing of like, no. oh my god, I need an episode. But it's really genuinely cool to like reconnect with people and mm -hmm. just see how lives have changed. And I almost look at it like as a verbal time capsule for individuals too, to be like, holy shit, I was here in my life at this point, it's almost like whatever Facebook memories where shit comes up and you're like a year ago, it was this. And you're like, Oh my God, that's right. Yeah. I was feeling this way at this time. And now I people change hundred percent, hundred percent. So dude, nothing I, wrong, nothing wrong with, with reaching out again with someone that you're, yeah, people change, do it. hundred percent. Do it. All right, man. Well, thank you, Melita, for so much of your time. Thank you for tolerating me butchering your name. Thank you for um, letting everyone get to know you, man. I so appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And um, just, I wish your podcast the best. Like this was, this was super fun. And uh, sorry that I'm such a vault. <laughs> I'm so sorry I'm such a vault, but um, we'll definitely do this again. Dude, I'd love to. And the vaults, um, just for to try to like double down on the analogy, typically are in black and white. That's why I went that way as well. Yeah. Deep, deep, <laughs> deep. Try. Super deep. Super deep. All right, man. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your knife. Night knife. Oh my god, I'm too deep in the glasses. <laughs> Night. All right, Melita. <laughs> All right, Sean. So we'll talk soon, and yeah, I'll see you soon. Hi, man. On the subject I like most, getting to know.
Thanks to Melitza for coming on the Getting to Know You pod, giggling it up with uh, my super silly sipping ass, and letting all of us, dear listeners, get to know her a little bit more. Thanks to Andre Psyche for supporting the Getting to Know You pod. My band been down since almost day one. Search them up, listeners. Andre Psyche, or Psyche, as it's spelled phonetically, P-S-Y-C-H-E. Search them up on social media. Give them a follow, just for the fuck of it. If you have not already, please friend and follow the Getting to Know You pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Word of the pod, word of the pod is... What else? Humble. Humble is the word of the pod. Post that word on any of our social media or tag the Getting to Know You pod when you use it on yours, and you'll get a shout out on the very next podcast. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review the Getting to Know You pod on Apple, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform. You can also go to our Patreon and support the pod to help our sound equipment for as little It's $2 a month if you've enjoyed getting to know any of our guests and would like to contribute to our betterment. And finally, if you or someone you know would like to become a sponsor of or advertise on the Getting to Know You pod, we would love to partner with you. We get to know a wide-ranging global audience of folks that would like to get to know more about your brand or business. Interested? Just send us a message. We're out. Picture me rolling.